from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Have you watched Sex Life yet? No, no. I know Shem's been talking about it a lot. I started, Lori just started watching it. I started watching that garbage last night. Is um, it good? Oh, God. Let's not even have the conversation whether it's good or not. Okay, okay. That's a whole other conversation. Okay. What we need to focus on right now is getting you up to date on what made the show explode, which is the TikTok reactions to one particular scene. So sex life about a woman in, I guess, late 30s, early 40s, a couple of kids happily married living in the suburbs mm-hmm. of New York. Um, she was a wild thing back in the day. Okay. okay, when she was going to Columbia and had the most incredible free sex life that any woman could have possibly had. She okay. was a different person. She liked that person. She liked everything about it. She was never a victim. All this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. She was just completely uninhibited and loved who she was then. Then she sort of trades it away after a bad relationship, uh, meets a lovely guy, nothing to him, has a couple of kids. She starts missing that person she used to be. Oh, the old her. So she starts journaling about it. Okay. The husband finds the journal. Yeah. Her talking about this one particular guy. guy oh, no. Guy named Brad. Oh. Okay. So as shows do, yeah. husband then starts doing his own research and he's like, I got to go and meet this Brad guy. I got to find this Brad guy and find out what it is about this guy that makes him have this hold over my wife eight years later. Yeah. Oh, what, so, like have a convo or go beat him up or something? So this is what you're about to watch is the meeting between the husband and and Brad. Okay. Now, this is what has led to all the TikTok reactions. Okay. okay. So people cue it up. Uh, just so you know, if you want to uh, uh, do the reaction, anybody uh, who's listening right now, it is uh, episode three, precisely at 19 minutes and 50 seconds. We're going to wind it back a little bit for you, Mocha. Okay. So they're at the gym. Yeah. One the hus- in the husband is the short hair guy. Okay. Brad's the long haired guy. Okay. So Brad's taking a shower. Yeah. So the husband is wondering, okay. what is it about this guy? Yeah, is in the shower as well. He walks in and he glances over at Brad. Yeah. And Brad still doesn't notice that he's there. No, doesn't even know him. Okay. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, does he say anything to Brad? Hold on, let me see how this works. Oh, look who's into it now. Oh, so then Brad walks out. Oh, damn. Yo, was that real? No. Let me tell you, I'm not going to rewind. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Do yourself the favor and rewind. Do yourself the favor and rewind. Okay, hold on. Okay, so Brad still doesn't notice. Okay, here's the part. Yeah. And then Brad turns around. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> wow, that's a second reaction. That you watched that twice. Okay, okay. It's if you've watched Sex Life again, it's episode three, 19 minutes and fifty seconds into it. Uh, give us a couple minutes. We'll come back. With wait, 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 wait. What? Can I? Can I? Can, yeah. I, can, I, can I just tell you? Yes. How this now screws me up at home? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we watch a lot of Netflix stuff. Yeah. Like Jen and I together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we use my profile, which right. my profile is loaded here right now. <laughs> right. And we've always skimmed past the Sex Life show, right? Right, right. You see the poster for it. But now it's going to show when I open up Netflix, <laughs> it's going to show continue watching and it's going to have season one, episode three. And if she like clicks on it, like, it's only going to go to this season. Yeah, it's going to like, like pick up where you left off. Right? Do you want to continue? So if she just clicks on it, it's going to be this shower scene with uh, husband and Brad. Well, at least make it worthwhile for her. Wind it back 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Sex Life is the show that uh, went viral for one particular scene. It's episode three, 19 minutes and 50 seconds into it. That's where everybody's doing their TikTok reaction. So uh, that scene in particular in Sex Life is the husband of the main character uh, walks in to see the fantasy, the, the ex-boyfriend of the main character. And the husband was like, what is this guy? Why is my wife still infatuated with this guy? What has this guy got over me? And then it's the shower scene. And then the ex-boyfriend turns around in the shower and Mocha's reaction was like absolute legend <laughs> like he started applauding this man jaw hit the floor you go, Brad. You <laughs> but there's a lot of questions and uh if you saw it uh what was your reaction nine two five triple five is the is the text and uh, uh you can give us a call as well hi samantha welcome to the Roz and mocha show you watch that scene in sex life uh yeah <laughs> and I gotta get a drink. Sorry, I gotta get a drink for this one. Now, did you watch that scene solo, or did you watch it with somebody else? I watched it with my boyfriend. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And? Who reacted first, um, you or him? I think we reacted at the same time. Like, my jaw just kind of dropped, and then he was like, I can't even be mad. Oh. Now, did, now, now, did you did you rewind and watch it a second time? Um, we actually saw it on TikTok first. Oh. And then we watched it. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is, I don't know. At first I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll watch this with Catherine. It's like a perfect couple show. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, this is, this is a solo adventure. <laughs> like, I, I think that sex life is best watched alone. Yeah. I feel like it's going to ruin a lot of people's sex life. Yeah, it will. It will. It will. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye. Right Damn it, Maury. What do you want to say? Uh, we watched this as it was happening. Like, we didn't see any reaction. You and, and this was like Matthew, seeing yeah. it right. like, as though it was fresh. Yeah. And Matthew rewound it and leaned in front of the TV and started taking pictures of the TV. Oh, wow. That's, what? That is yeah. like, you're hot. That, that... Oh, my God. Bro, let's get a divorce now. Man, that is not <laughs> what you want to see. But the question is, is it real? Uh-huh. Right? That's the question. There's no way that's real. No, 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 no. It, it, it is It is in no way real. Um, and the people who... What's the matter, Shem? I don't know, man. <laughs> How many times did you hit rewind, Shem? Shem? Look at Shem. Look at Shem. Look at Shem. Very comfortable to say. I, I, I did a little bit of analysis. Yeah. And, and what I did, looked. What did, what did your analysis... What did you conclude? Unless the makeup team, and it's possible, are just fantastic. Yes. That's a real baby leg he's got going on, I'm telling you. No, it's a prosthetic. Oh. Because, Nothing is that long. Because the prosthetic team who built it 
actually also built because there's two key prosthesis in this show. Uh-huh. One is Brad's Brad, yeah. right? And the other is, if you notice in the early episodes, and this is what they pointed out, um, in the early episodes, Billy, when she is sort of younger and free, her breasts are one size. When she's a mom and breastfeeding, they're bigger because they would be bigger when you're breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And so every time you see her topless in current times, her boobs aren't real. Oh. They're, 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 pro, they're prosthetic. They're prosthetics That's as well. What Matthew and I were wondering because we were like, "What are those e- massive e- lumps?" Yeah, it yeah. Sounds like hate to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. A couple months ago, it was brought to our attention that if you listen to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast in <laughs> at half speed, sake. that we sound completely wasted, drunk. Yeah. And the ridiculous conversations that we have at normal speed. You can only imagine sounds nutso at half speed. Right. So people have been doing screen recordings and sending them to us uh, <laughs> conversations on some of our podcasts. Okay. So shout out to Kennedy Elder who sent this one where it's right before we introduce the news. So right before you yell out, let's do the news. Okay. And before you ask me, are you ready? Yeah. This one, we, we just. Go. <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, yo, okay, yeah. you ready? Yo, Roz, yeah. Yo, you ready? Yes. Yo, let's do the news. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's like a whole new thing, huh? Um, Gaylor sent us a note that said. I am living for listening to the podcast at half speed. I've started from the beginning. Oh, wow. And it makes everything so much funnier. I love you guys. And what she sent me is from episode six, which is December of 2017. Oh, wow. And at half speed, our conversation sounds like this. Because at that point, because you don't understand... Allow me no, to it doesn't matter because at at this point, you the guy wanting to do one forty. Here's where it all breaks down. So this is a conversation we're having about traveling on the highway and being <laughs> okay. in the fast lane. Yes. And if you're in a fast lane and someone's creeping right. up behind you wanting to pass, that you shouldn't right. move over to the middle okay. lane. And you're explaining your your reasoning for not wanting to be the person that moves <laughs> over. The guy again. doing wanting to doing one. 40, 150 is looking at the guy doing 120 like he's the jackass <laughs> when it's the complete reverse of that. Oh, yeah, I'm the jackass, but still, I. Oh, where'd he go? I don't know, he's hung out. I think the truth hurt. <laughs> you can't handle the truth, bro. From an experienced driver like myself. <laughs> and I had been a driver at like for how long at this point? Oh, a couple of months. A couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last one I'm going to send to you, uh, Dom, she sent this just the other day. And uh, we're talking about, or damn it, Maury is telling a, a story about his father, Frank. Um, pooping his pants when he was wearing white shorts. Oh, no. 
This was no. like back in the day. It didn't happen like last week or anything like that, right? Oh, no. But listening to it at half speed, <laughs> like the three of us sound like so wasted. Guy! <laughs> How old were you? I bet you he wished he was dead, huh? <laughs> but he lived through it. Did he come back in being like, that was so embarrassing and I almost died? <laughs> Did it smell so bad that you wanted to kill yourself? <laughs> it's like all that stuff. Oh, he still had to wear the white shorts, right? <laughs> but that was soiled. <laughs> like he lined them with something, like paper towels or something <laughs> like that. Oh no! <laughs> Yo, that car. Because where are you gonna go? We pulled so into bad. like a McDonald's or something, and he just had to get napkins. And <laughs> did he this. go in? To the McDonald's? Yes. With a blowout of his back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor God. So if you're listening to the podcast and you find a moment that would be hilarious uh, at half speed, that it makes it sound like Roz and I are, are, are drunk, feel free to do a screen recording and send it to us. You can just DM it to us. And uh, and we'll play it on the radio, but uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> poor Frank. <I> know. <laughs> hey, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Vanilla Ice is sort of like stuck in a period of nostalgia. All right, stop. What? Collaborate and oh, listen. Stop. You're such a jerk. <laughs> gotcha. You're such a jerk. Got him. You're such a jerk, man. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. What is up to now? So, um, anytime. He's still renovations. He had that, that I don't renovation know what he's show. Doing, man. I'll never forget that time I talked to Vanilla Ice and uh, he was like, hey, man, come here. And I was like, cool. And it's before, cool it before the end of the interview. And he's like, you got to check this out, man. And I was like, okay, cool. And he just like whipped out his phone and started showing me videos of him at his home where he was like firing off like, uh, like assault rifles. What? But they were like not assault rifles that I've ever seen in like real life. Like they were the kind of assault rifles that you see in like Metal Gear Solid. Like they yeah, look like military rifles. Like they all? look like like like, but not like but uh, like underground military rifles. And then he was like going modified? and then he was going on about how like illegal they were and stuff like this. And I was just like, oh my god, like he's super into guns, right? Fair enough, power to like, you, bro. We just met ten but, minutes ago. But this thing, like this thing, would cut a cow in <laughs> half, right? Like really? and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and he's super into that stuff. And I was like, wow, I I didn't know, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, I gotta go. Anyway, uh, now now what do we talk about? Maybe show me, <laughs> maybe show people your arsenal after the interview, yeah, right? Totally. Like it's super weird. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so whenever somebody sits down with vanilla ice they just the only thing you want to talk about is like that period of the 90s so play clip one this is where ice talks about how um we are no longer living in a time where pop culture is relevant because it was the greatest decade ever before computers ruined the world really you have to realize that in 2004 the iphone came out right okay what's happened in pop culture since 2004 to 21 yeah nothing it's the lost generation pop culture's dead so the last generation where pop culture was alive where you had fashion that actually mimicked the music yeah and, and it kind of spread like wildfire people had the z cavriches yeah got our movies at blockbuster we had the neon colors 
and they can't come out with anything cool. Man, that guy loves the 90s, huh? He sure does. <laughs> loves the 90s. Okay, so they ask him the question, if you could bring something back, and I guess I'll ask you this and anybody else who wants to text in it. They ask him if you can bring back something from the 90s, what would you bring back? What's one thing you'd bring back from the 90s and one thing you wouldn't bring back from the 90s? Hands down, if I could bring back anything from the 90s, it would be Blockbuster. <laughs> Blockbuster. <laughs> I used to love to get out of my house just to get out and yeah. make an adventure of going and reading all the you know, VHS, the back of it, and see which one I wanted to come home and watch that night. It, yeah. was, a, it was a whole thing, you know, and, yeah. and that whole thing is now gone, and you're just flipping through, you know, all your Netflix. Uh. <laughs> I know the options are more and all that, and it's more accessible and everything's easier, but there's something about... The journey. Just getting out of the cyber world and the journey and making it a whole thing, you know? Yeah. And What's something you wouldn't bring back? Something I wouldn't bring back... From the 90s. From the 90s. Uh, I would say, like, you know, shaving my eyebrow or something silly, <laughs> but I would do it again today. They're doing I, it now! I They're know. shaving their eyebrows! I might have to go get me some clippers. <laughs> what would, so what would you, what would you bring oh. back? What would I bring back? You go first. Okay, so there, so there's a couple of things for me. Like, I have certain, uh, like, my nostalgia for the 90s, because I think the 90s in general was a terrible decade, um, for the most part, even with pop culture. It wasn't that great. Um... I will say that the one thing that I sort of miss about the 90s, but you can't bring it back, but I can still miss it, okay? Okay. Is freedom with air travel. I miss oh, the days yeah. when I could bring a six-pack of Mike's Heart Lemonade <laughs> through security and crush it in my seat while flying. That. Oh, yes, sir. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant yes. freedom... No, where where airport lineups were not like what they are now, and yeah. TSA screening is not like what it is now. See, I thought you like, meant like you, you could just breeze. go through security and like no one's sifting through your hand yeah. luggage and like oh. taking everything out. And like if you have like a thing, you know, shampoo, let's say that's over a hundred mil Bro. that they then confiscated. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Or taking off your shoes and belt. Ugh, nobody cared. It was so glorious. I wasn't talking about bringing liquor on and just like drinking it. Like oh. That. <laughs> oh, Maury, what would you bring back from the 90s? Revlon Outrageous, my favorite shampoo. What is that? <laughs> you have like seven hairs. <laughs> no, but it's not for me. It was a woman's shampoo, and I was obsessed with the, the smell of it. The, and what does it, it smell like? The only girl I ever had a crush on, Dina, used to wear Revlon Outrageous. And really? oh, I, oh, I love that smell. Really, huh? Yeah, so bring back Revlon Outrageous. But then okay. when you smell it now, you would just be thinking thinking about Dina from back in the day. Nothing wrong with that. No. I could show you a picture. Yeah, I also I also Hold on, wait, wait, stop. Yeah. <laughs> you have a picture? Yeah. I have her I have her old TTC Bro. card. Why? <laughs> For what? I know I kept it. <laughs> I'm so weird. Dude, no, you're that's not, it's like, not right, dude. It's the not right. Of wrong. On where the do, daily. where do you keep all this stuff that you keep? In something I call the vault. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in the vault? What else is in the vault? Oh, my old movie stub collection. Oh, yeah. My TTC, like the old bus collection, bus token collection. Okay. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> you, you, you're no, I, no wonder your husband thinks you're so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So they asked Vanilla Ice what he would bring back from the 90s because he's like Mr. 90s. And he said Blockbuster video. Yeah. Like out of all the things that he could have brought back from the 90s, he said Blockbuster. That's one thing I don't want back. Late fees? Please. Yo, somebody who texted us. I broke us, on late fees. Somebody who texted us said 100% Blockbuster. Really? Yes. 
a couple of things that we're getting from people. Um, Maury had brought up Revlon Outrageous, the shampoo, because Rip. it made him, uh, reminds him of girl right. that he had a crush on back in the day. Right. So somebody said, yes, Revlon Outrageous. You just brought me way back. Um, somebody said 90s hip hop. Somebody said 90s R&B. Somebody said, um, oh, I would bring back the fact that nobody had to be canceled if you didn't agree with them. Somebody said gas prices. Truth. Somebody said, uh, bring back Zellers. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love Zellers to say you want to bring it back. Uh, somebody else said, bring back the dating culture. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. And I, I will, I fully agree with that because... There is the currency is so low right now when it comes to dating because everybody has options that they should never have had. It was yeah. never intended to be that way. You never have to take a chance anymore and build up the courage and walk up and talk to somebody. And you never you don't have to do that anymore. Like it's it doesn't exist that culture. Damn more. What about jam shorts? Jams? Yeah, I mean, that was a very, like, quick period in the 90s. I would say jams are more 80s than 90s, though. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I remember yeah, I wore yeah. them in the 90s. Yeah, that's, well, that's no surprise, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Making the Cut Season 2 hits Amazon on Friday. Damon Mori talked to Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. What is that show? I know that show, but I, what is it? That is, they're looking for like um, fashion designers. It's a fashion designer competition. It's, it's, about, it's about designers, correct? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, for yeah, like yeah. the next big fashion you. brand, right? They're already, yeah, they're existing designers and they're, they're finding who's like the best one and whichever one wins, they'll sell their brand on Amazon. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, so That's where I buy all my clothes. Tim, uh, <laughs> Tim Gunn is still savage. Oh, savage. I love that guy. Right? I love that he, after all this time, after all these years, yeah. the savagery has not changed whatsoever. And I'll tell you why Tim Gunn can continue with the level of savagery that he has. Because most people in Tim Gunn's position where they made a, a career out of just being savage have yeah. really toned it down. The reason Tim Gunn can continue it is because Tim Gunn is always right. Yeah, completely. Right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Maury starts, uh, talking to Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum about fashion errors. What are some of the fashion errors that people make on the day to day just to get their opinion on? Okay. Her? What is the most common fashion error? Fit clothes that simply don't fit. Um, um they're too big. They're, they're too tight. Um, Fit is our biggest friend when it comes to fashion. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people forget that you can actually go and have things tailored and it is not outrageous. You know, um, you can sometimes go and have a little hem here or take it in a little bit or let it out a little bit, you know, especially if you buy things on sale and you love it and you want to have it and it's 50 or 70 off, you know, maybe go and just have it, um, tailored a little bit you know there's so many little stores and they would be thankful for you to come in and you know have something altered a little bit yeah my like my lo local dry cleaner does it see there you go solid advice too i um, fully agree with that yeah things get okay so maury has all these ideas these crazy ideas all the time oh maury's million dollar ideas so Maury tried to, he called all, all, every car company in the world because he wanted to pitch them on, what was it called? 
Oh, the 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 cook because it's a key hook. Right, where it was a hook that you stuck on your dashboard, and when your key is in the ignition, you hooked all the rest of the keys to this hook so they didn't jingle jangle while you drove. <laughs> Make all that noise. Yeah, yeah. And he called the Ford Motor Company over it. Yeah. And no, the, I called the, the the actual Ford family. Right. That's right. <laughs> and then and then his fashion one, uh, his ticket to get out of middle class was he wanted to be able to give people the opportunity to still carry their things while being nude. And it was it was a belt mechanism with, with pockets, right? It yeah. was just portable pockets. So guess what he pitched, Dan Mori pitched to Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn oh God, from Making no. the Cut. If no, I was no, on no. Making the Cut, I have had two fashion ideas. One of them is if you enjoy being naked, you have a belt that has pockets on them so that you still have somewhere to put your wallet or your keys. Mm -hmm. And the other one is a high heel that you push a little button and it can immediately turn into a flat. The heel goes up into the bottom of the sole. Oh, I love the heel. The heel thing I love. But Maury, the heels already been done Ooh, by several what? companies. Oh, yeah. Really? It's already been done. I don't think anyone's done the belt pocket, though. But I feel like the belt, you know, just wear a bag. You can put things in your bag. Or <laughs> don't you wear your when you're naked, don't you want to also show your beautiful belly button then? You know, I mean, the belt would just cover that as well. Yeah. I'll tell you, Tim Gunn, Tim Gunn's right, man. <laughs> oh, what, you're naked and you want to wear a ridiculous contraption with a belt and pockets? Why don't you just take your phone and stick it up your ace? <laughs> uh, season two, Making the Cut uh, premieres Friday on Prime. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Chris, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. I had a, uh, a bit of a brain teaser that I wanted to see if Dammit Mori could figure out. Oh, oh all right. Okay. Dammit Mori, get in here. Now, before you give out this brain teaser, Chris, do you know the answer? Yes, I do. Okay, good. Go for it. Okay. What has four letters, never has five letters, but sometimes has nine letters? What has four letters, sometimes has five letters, but something about nine letters? Is it not the mailman, right? Because sometimes he could have five. <laughs> what has Unfortunately, four not the letters, mailman. four letters, um, love... Oh, God. Are you going through every four-letter word you know in your head? Lovely. Is it the word love? No, it's not. Okay. Start, say it again. Okay. What has four letters, never has five letters, but sometimes has nine letters? Do you know the answer, Roz? Yeah. I oh. think I do. Chef I think just I threw do. his arms up I in the air. Do. do you know the answer, Chef? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, Maury, Maury, keep going, Maury. Okay. <clears throat> what has four letters? Something has four letters. Like, it could be letters like... A, C, F, and D. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, are you just going through the alphabet now? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. the days of the week. <laughs> you can hear me? <laughs> Say it again, Chris. What has four letters, never has five letters, but sometimes has nine letters? Oh, never has five letters. Oh, man, this is a tough one. Oh, my God. What has four letters? Um... Like, oh my God! Um, January, February, March, <laughs> April, May. The um, months. <laughs> you go through the months of the year now. What is four letters? Okay, never has five letters. Never has five letters. Talk this out. Let's talk this out. Talk it out more. Talk, talk it out. I think. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a word. Okay. 
Is right? it? Could it also be math, though, more? How could it be math? No, I'm just asking. I don't know. I'm trying to help you out here. Oh, I was... Oh, 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 oh. I know what you mean. Not like math as in like um, the words subtraction adding. Like literally math. What is four letters? Never has five letters. Yeah. Can I get a clue, Roz? Uh, no, I mean, I can't give you... I, there, I, this is actually one of those things where it's impossible to give you a clue. Yeah. Like, if I know what you're talking about, there is actually no way for me to give you a clue. Because if he gives you a clue, he's giving you the answer. Yeah. Maury, plug your ears for one second. What's your name on the phone? It's Chris. Chris? Chris, yeah. it's, it's not so much a riddle as it is a statement, correct? Yeah, it's correct. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, Maury, hands out of your ears. Maury! Maury. Yeah. Thank you. This can work okay. if there's four brothers, each get a letter. There's there's no five brothers. Right. What but there's the? nine brothers if the in-laws come over. Oh, you my so close. God. You're actually really close. Really? Yeah. I was goofing. No, you're super close. What is four letters? You're actually not. That is not oh. even remotely close. <laughs> No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I felt so proud for once in my life. No. Okay. So here, I, you can explain it to him, right? What's your name on the phone again? Chris. Chris. Okay. Sorry, Jesus. man. I'm bad with this stuff. It, it, no, it's okay. My fiance does that all the time. Okay. <laughs> Healthy relationship. Uh, okay. So, uh, so Maury, what I had just asked, what I had just asked Chris was, this is less of a question and more of a statement or math. Four plus four, like four group. There, like, look, I wrote out. I, I did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, right. Yeah, nine. Can you notice even when I tell him how to do it, he I doesn't know. believe you. Not right? at all. Doesn't He's even still listen. Trying to figure it out. It doesn't but, even listen. But maybe this is also right. So I put out nine dots. Yeah. You can circle four, circle four. Yeah. But there's one left over. Excuse me. So it can't be five groups of fours. Incorrect. Okay. Um, uh, you want to explain this to him, Chris? Yeah. The word what? has four letters. Mm -hmm. The word never has five letters. Mm -hmm. The word sometimes has nine letters. Oh, well, like, who would ever get that? I think Shem got it too, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but hold on. It could work with any nine-letter word. No, but it's a statement. It's a statement. Say the statement again. What has four letters, never has five letters, but sometimes has nine letters? Oh, but so you could say what has four letters, um, five has never letters, and then you could say uh, five has never <laughs> letters. <laughs> Yo, Chris, much love. Thank you so much, right, bro. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Dog, did you watch the trailer for F Boy Island yet? Okay, so <sighs> yo, this so, is it. I'm, and I'm fresh off of Too Hot to Handle, so I need another show that I'm going to regret watching. Right. Um, it's interesting because I am like, I'm, I'm old enough. I'm at the point right now of where I didn't mix around in the F-boy world. Or at least when I did, they didn't call them F-boys. They've always yeah. existed. But it's not like the sort of cultural thing where you can actually build a television show around F-boys. Um, and... I'm with you. There is a level of sleaze that is happening on these reality dating shows that I find so incredibly delicious. Uh -huh. And they sort of get everything that used to be great about The Bachelor and none of the stuff that sort of takes away a little bit from The Bachelor in modern times. Yeah. Right?
the journey, all this other stuff. We just want to see horny people, you know, fight. Get together. Right? Yeah. And hook be, up. And, yeah. yeah. And just all like this talk other trash to yeah. one another. Exactly. Right? right? Yeah. I love that. So explain F-Boy Island. So this is F-Boy Island. It's going to be on HBO Max on uh, July 29th. Okay. Actually, let me, I'm going to play, play for you. The tra- okay. I'm yes. going to play for you the trailer because this you. explains everything. Okay. And again, you're going to hate yourself for wanting to watch this. And eventually when you watch it, by the end of it, you're going to hate yourself for committing the time. Women have been forced to tolerate the manipulative douchebaggery of F-boys for far too long. And that's why we're here. Welcome to F-Boy Island. Show them all on a beautiful resort. Ladies, the three of you are hoping to find love in this tropical paradise. I'm over the players. I'm at a point in my life where I'm ready for love. What you should know, there are 24 men. Twelve of them are nice guys. The other twelve, self-proclaimed F-boys. Bro, 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 bro. He's really cute, but he looks like he's going to ruin my life. (laughs) It's up to these three ladies and you at home to figure out who the F is who. I don't even know. It's going to be hard. Ugh. I like boys. Itty bitty boys. I like funny guys. I like silly guys. I like a big beard. Like a clean face. I'm hoping to have some fun and see who does have good intentions. He looks like a guy that has two phones. We're very important. <laughs> 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 I'm so nervous. I'm sweating right now. Legit. Let's play ball. I came here for a relationship, not for the game. I like her. But the twist? There's money on the line. Oh. Oh my God, what? Everyone has a chance to win $100,000. We're in a whole new game. It's time to turn it up a notch. Yeah! Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't tell me you're not going to watch this. No, I am. I'm going to watch the hell out of it. I can tell you, though, when, because I'm a big, like, I'm all about Bachelor Nation, right? Yeah. My favorite show in the entire universe of Bachelor is Bachelor in Paradise. Because it's a different show. Right. Yeah. That's like my absolute favorite. I look forward to it every single year. Yeah. But shows like Too Hot to Handle and this one, F-Boy Island, <laughs> yeah, is going to ruin my experience of watching things like Bachelor in Paradise because now that's just like too, there's no action. No. This uh, is all action. The, the, it, what we're seeing right now, we've seen before, okay? And years ago, we would watch television and it would be dramatic and you would fall in love with these characters and you would sit there week after week, biting your nails, wondering like, oh my God, did they die? Did they not die? Yeah. And then what happened was cable showed up and they started doing shows that were a little bit better than network shows. And then you had the streamers. And then I am at the point right now of where I can't watch something like SVU on a regular network when I have what's available to me on a streamer where people yeah. die. There's there's stuff at stake. It's fast paced. They don't have to play by regular television rules. That's what we're seeing right now with these shows yeah. where, you know, I still love Bachelor in Paradise. I really do. But man, oh man, too hot to handle an F-Boy yeah. Island are right? next level. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yo, this is going to be my show. I cannot I wait. Know. Could they July do it the other way? Could the they way. do it the other way? Could they have three men and 24 women? Is, you say no, Shem? You don't think so, Shem? No. I, Hell no. I think no, they could. There's, there's no female equivalent. What would you call it? I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Adam. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great, man. Um, so, uh, what's your FML? What are you reaching out to us for? So, my girlfriend and I want to take our relationship to the next level and get a puppy... Uh, but my parents are trying to talk us out of it. Okay, so you wrote this. Ron Zamoka fixed my life. Yeah, you and your girlfriend, you've been dating for four years now and have been living together for two uh, in your parents' basement. Ah. And like you said, you want to take it to the next level, take on the responsibility of caring for a new puppy. But unfortunately, you're having a real tough time convincing your folks that this is what you need to grow your relationship as our family already has a dog and my parents are using this dog as an excuse as to why we don't need a new dog. So right. do you think your your parent? first of all, how old are you? Uh, 23. Okay, do you think that your parents don't want you and your girlfriend to get a puppy because then it's going to become their puppy? Or they feel like it's going to become their puppy that you guys aren't, not responsible enough, but uh, wouldn't care for the puppy or give the puppy the attention that it needs. So then they're um, going to have think- to do it. I think that's a small part of it, just because we both work full time and kind of not on a set schedule. So I think that their thought process is if if we're both not around kind of at the same time, that it's going to have to it's going to kind of lay on them to do it. If you guys weren't living with your parents with the schedule, right. with the schedules that you have, both of you, you and your girlfriend, if you were living alone in a condo. Who's going to take care of the puppy during the day? So me and my girlfriend both work in retail and it only works out that maybe it's like a couple times a month that we're both at work at the exact same time for like an extended period of time. Okay, So for those so couple, for those couple times a month, who's taking care of the dog? Um, I think we would have to just, if we were by ourselves, we would have to just leave it in the crate for that, that little bit of time until it's trained enough that we can let it roam around the house kind of thing how much your parent how much you pay your parents a month for rent um 250 250 dollars yeah each like like me and my girlfriend each oh okay so five bills yeah 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 uh i disagree with both of you um i think it's weird when people say we want to take our relationship to the next level and take on the responsibility of a puppy um it's just just say you want to get a dog don't make it a whole thing it's weird Wait, are you guys having problems in your relationship right now? No, it's just that um, we've been dating for four years now, and we just feel like that we want to take on a responsibility and see what it's like caring for something and and having a responsibility. What if you don't like um, it? What if you don't like it? I think we'll like it. It's not a test. We're, we're both pretty, it's, it's we're both pretty caring it's weird, dude. That's a, it's a weird. It's a weird way to frame saying you want a dog. It's weird. Why not it's, take weird. A... it's weird to say we want to see if we can handle the responsibility, but what if you can't? I think we can. What do you I mean think you think you can? What do you mean you think you can? We're both ready. But what if you can't? Well, then we'll have to take it from there. We'll, we'll have to power through it. No, nah, I'm with your folks. I'm with, I'm with your folks on this yeah, one, bro. I don't think you guys are ready. No. If don't. you want a responsibility, save up your money and get a place for yourself. Yeah. Like the two of y'all. Yeah. Yeah. You want responsibility? Move out. It's tough now in the, in the tough. market. It's yeah, tough. It is. It, it really is. is. It's tough, but I'll tell you the the getting the dog, okay, is not the relationship test that you that you think it is. Um, 
don't get me wrong, caring for something that is living and being there for it and taking on all the responsibility and making sure it's fed and dogs ain't cheap, vet bills ain't cheap, all that stuff, right? That is a responsibility, but it's not this thing where you and your girl are going to figure out if you're grown or if your relationship is strong or if you have what it takes to then maybe move on and have a kid. Dumb reasons. Yeah. And then what happens if you guys break up? Who gets the dog then? Nah, we won't break up. We're, nah, we're okay. together. All Come right. On. All right. Okay, 23 bro. years old. Okay. Come on, 23. Bro. You're 23. How old is she? <laughs> 22. 22. Yeah. Get a dog because you want a dog. Okay. Uh, well, and, we do want a dog too. Yeah. But you need to figure out too ahead of time before you get that dog that if you guys do break up, what happens to the dog? I guess that's fair enough. Right. And not to sound like the parent over here, but, uh, you know, you're talking about it being tough to find a place that you guys could afford. Right. Getting a dog right. comes with expenses. All that money that you're going to be spending on caring for that dog, you could essentially save that money towards a place of your own for you and your girlfriend. You know what I mean? You're just prolonging the process of, of getting out of your parents' basement now. That's a fair point, too. Yeah. If you think getting a dog is going to make you guys happier, I think you're wrong. Maury, come in here. Oh, God. Maury's in there. Can I just say? 30 seconds. 30 seconds? Yeah. It's not necessarily going to help a relationship. It may hurt a relationship. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, you got to understand the foundation that Maury's relationship was built on here. That dog didn't come into an ideal situation. <laughs> I thought it would yeah, be I, the glue. I think, I think we're standing on a better, a little better situation than that. Yeah, bro, you're living in your parents' basement. Well, I, I just met, you know, relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I'll tell you, it's easy to keep a relationship together when you're paying 500 bucks a month. You are lucky. You are lucky. You don't have, you don't have, a, you don't have a lot of the stresses in your life that a lot of other people do. But uh, just because you have all this space, I don't think you need to fill it with something that's just going to cause you stress. Fair enough. All right. Also, it's your parents' house, man. Yeah, I get that too. That that was the the, the no. kicker. I, whatever I say, it, they're calling the end, right? Yeah, it's their it's their house. That that ba that baby dog's gonna be crying all night. Your old man's gonna get a terrible night's sleep, and then he's gonna kick you out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I'll, I'll respect whatever their decision is. But yeah, there you go, well, Adam. I, Thank you so much. I appreciate the advice, guys. I'm right a on. huge fan. I, I listen to the show every day. Right I love on. it. Thank you so much. Take care, bro. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. How many hours of sleep a night do you get? Oh, uh, hold on. Let me tell you because I track it. Do you? Yeah. Last night I did five and a half. How do you track it? On my watch. Like on your phone? On your yeah. watch? Does it know when you fall asleep or do you have to tell it you're falling asleep? No, it knows. It How knows. Does it know? Yeah. It knows when I fall asleep. It knows. You got um, too much tech in your life, man. Hold on. I got, uh, my deep sleep is not good at all. This is how this is this is the difference between my house and your house. Okay. Okay. So you allow your phone to figure out when you're awake or asleep. Yeah. Okay. In my house the other day, Roxy was putting in a three number code into her new luggage. Okay. And I said, you can't do the code unless you tell me the code because I'm afraid that you're going to forget the code. Uh -huh. And then I go, what's the code? And she put the numbers up with her fingers in front of me without because she didn't want to say it out loud. Because because the phones listen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you're the worst person to tell because you'll forget the code. No, I, I emailed it to myself well, immediately. <laughs> I'm never like I'm not going to remember. I, I did, yeah, Screen. please. Good. 
Come on, hackers. Yeah. Try me. Yeah, come, come at me. Yeah, I'm, I, you would be able to torture me forever. Yeah. Right? Anyway, so what they're saying is that they consider a bad night's sleep anything to be six hours or less. Oh, yeah. No, okay? Yeah. And they say that your body um, can handle three nights in a row of bad sleep. But once you okay. get to six, it's soul crushing. This is where you start to feel lonely, angry, nervous, frustrated, irritable, yep. terrible yeah. for your mental health, all yeah. that other stuff. Uh -huh. And this is any night sleep that is less than six hours. I only get three and a half hours of sleep a night. You're such a liar, Maury. I go to bed at 11. You're 11, such 12, a liar. You're such, two, two. But Maury, you Sorry, sleep four you, and a half hours. You sleep all day. Yeah. You have these long naps in your pajamas. That's not sleep, though. That's a no, nap. No, it's not. You have these long yeah. naps in your pajamas. What time you, you, yeah, you sleep you don't a wake lot. Up the time in total, that you, you probably you sleep about seven hours a day. No, mm -hmm. I go to bed at, oh, maybe full together. That's what I mean. But yes. at night, I go to bed at 11 and I wake up at 3.30. Okay. Um, so what they're saying is that, uh, this is when it starts to go bad for you. Uh -huh. This is and when you don't get a lot of sleep is, either. I haven't slept more than five hours and I don't even yeah. know how, even on the weekends, uh -huh. like that's all the those things on that list. Yeah, I'm all those things on that list. No, on the weekends. I try angry, nervous, yep, yep. frustrated, right? gorgeous, uh -huh. yes. irritable. I'm all the things you're right. Yeah. Are you sure gorgeous I, is on that list? It's on my well, list hold for on, him. Hold on now. Hold on now. I thought I said, no, I, I know, but at the first, no. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm just looking for a win, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Dancing up a storm right now. You know what's funny? You would love this show, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Who? My old man. Seriously? Yeah, loved it. I never watched a single episode. Yeah, he loved this show. Yeah. So, just based on assumption, what is it? I, I, I if you could explain. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was they would take, they would go and take dudes. Yeah. It was great. They would go and take dudes who had zero fashion sense, and their wives were like, "My husband looks like a square." <laughs> And his, he's never had a proper haircut, doesn't know what fits, uh, but he's a nice guy and I love him. And they would send in this crew of gays to yeah. real wor really work the guy they over. Each one had an, ex like a, had an ex I guess, their role. Like yes. Carson Kressley was the the style guy. Then Jay Rodriguez was the culture expert. There's yeah. a food So on Hey You right now, they've got the uh, the reunion road trip show where they go back to like some of the, the older shows that we all enjoyed yeah. back in the day. And they're talking to the original cast. They got episodes um, uh, where they talk to people from the, the show Scrubs, from All My Children, from A Different World, and as we mentioned, Queer Eye for The Straight Guy. And you were pretty excited to talk to uh, Jay Rodriguez. Jay Rodriguez was like one of the main yeah. stars of that show. He was yeah. a big really? deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I told my husband I was talking to Jay. He's like, oh my God. Yeah. Was he the one that like kind of gave out the most advice to the people Absolutely. that they were He was the culture. With? And so he would sit down with everyone yes. and deal with, I guess, not fashion or anything, but deal with, how are you? Talk yeah, to me about he, you. He dealt with on that show show what would become the sort of most impactful change on the oh, straight guys. that's right. Wow. Right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is Dan Mori with uh, Jay Rodriguez. Have you watched back some of the old episodes with you guys and do you still agree with everything that you said or do you watch and maybe you know as times have changed see what you've said and be like oh I'd, I'd say something different now. I would completely say something different in many different uh, spaces, namely about the kind of advice I'd give. I was giving advice as a 24, 25, 26 year old. Um, that would clearly change now in my 40s. But I will say, um, you know, there there was such a um, 
uh, a push to kind of, you know, do what the net, we had a stronger network, I think, hold on our show. We had kind of a lot of do's and don'ts um, in terms of our aesthetic, in terms of like what we had to do for our categories, not exactly what, what to do, but how we did it. So I think, you know, I would probably advocate for myself a little bit harder now. I'd know how to um, to be able to push back on things I didn't want to do that I didn't think were right for me or, or the show. But I think when I, you know, you, you live and learn. And I'm one of those people who really believes that you don't go through those moments and watch some things in your past and cringe, then are you really growing and evolving? And I think, you know, I really have always been really transparent about the lessons I've learned and sharing them because we should all want to do better than, you know, uh, what we did in the past. Hmm. Now, is this uh, one of the shows, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, by the way, um, Jay Rodriguez talking to David Moore. Is this one of the guys or one of the shows, sorry, that you and Matthew would watch together or was this before? This was, this was like early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, before yeah. your time. Oh, but yeah. did Matthew watch it? Absolutely. Back in the day as well? He told me that he would watch it, like he would have to watch it in private, right? Because this was way like before a lot of people came out and stuff like that. Was so Matthew you, out when this was no, on or no? So oh, it was Like you would watch it when your parents were sleeping or whatever. Just because wow. like, God forbid you're watching a gay show. Wow. <laughs> Do you yeah. understand and appreciate the path that you guys paid for so many being so early on with what you guys were doing in television? So I'm going to be really equally transparent with this answer because it's really important to document queer history as it happened. I didn't at the time because I didn't get the same financial equity in the show that all my other cast members got. I was the, out of, you know, Queer as Folk, Elwood, Will and Grace, our show, I was the only out queer person of color at that time, at that level. And, you know, I didn't get the same financial opportunities because of my identity, because I was slightly femme presenting because I was Latin and people were not shy to, to share that with me. And so... I always equated that with like impact and profoundness, but the commerce for me came reflected back through people who would stop me and still continue to, to say that they felt seen for the first time watching our show, that because of me or the show, they were able to come out or family members were able to come out. And these are people who are strangers at airports in tears to this day. And so for me, I think I'm learning to understand the impact. It's really important for me to, for people to know the full story of what happened during the television explosion mm-hmm. in the early 2000s and how it related to the way, you know, the world shifted in terms of acceptance because most actors who were playing gay characters in TV at that time were in the closet if they were gay or they were straight. And it was just a different era. And so I think I absolutely believe in the power of authenticity, which is what we brought. And I think that ultimately is why the show um, succeeded. Huh. Wow. Love that guy. Uh, it's Jay Rodriguez from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. The uh, Reunion Road Trip docuseries is available right now. You can see him along with the full cast on Hey You. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. You don't have cats. Have you ever had a cat? Never. So cat warbling is like, it's remember the, like, it's almost like the no, no cat. It sort of sounds like that, right? It's like noises that cat make cats make. It's like when they chuff, when they see like a bird outside of the window and cats just do this clicking thing with their mouth. That's it's instinctive. It's like primal. They don't know like the, Nobody taught them to do this. It's they see something and they want to kill it, right? Oh, and they and all cats. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, and all cats make this really weird sound where they go into a trance and they just start going like that, right? Ooh, yeah, it's weird. Uh, so anyway, so people Yo, love. Have you ever heard that? Like, because you have how, three cats, right? Yes. Have you ever heard that in the middle of the night? No, because because you don't see birds in the middle of the night. Oh, but like no, but if you were to 
hear that it's not with just with birds is it it's like with just something that no mostly kill? birds oh is it yeah okay. mostly so birds. like you wouldn't be freaked out if in the middle of the night you, one of your cats started doing that uh like from well inside if the it house. was in the middle of the night i they wanted to eat something that's probably in the house yeah. so no i wouldn't be comfortable with that actually yeah. thanks <laughs> Uh, so cat warbling is the cuter sort of version of that. And people love turning this kind of stuff into songs. So listen to this track. Uh, it's almost a remix of this guy's cat warbling. Yeah. Do you like this? What is the other one you put in, Maury? What is it? It's a what? Cat sneezing? It's another remix of cat sneezing. Listen to this one. Is that a cat sneezing that I'm listening to? That's terrible. Turn it off. Go back to the cat warbling one. Yeah, that I want to hear that sucks. one again. No, this one. There we go. Yo, Drake, you're not done certified lover boy yet. I know you're ready to almost mix a master. Maybe this maybe he was done the album. He heard this and was like, my yeah. stuff ain't good enough. Yeah, you gotta get this. I gotta go you back to put and some tweak. vocals on this, Drizzy. I like this a lot. <laughs> so do I. I really like this. So do I. Oh, thank you so much for introducing right? <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You see that story about that couple that found 18 snakes under their bed? 18? I hate snakes. I saw so many snakes when I was on vacation. Yeah. When we were camping. And they just run right across, like, right across your feet. Kind like, saw a rattlesnake. You're not supposed to touch those, right? Just like, like let no, them I, let them do their thing? I would never. They don't want you to touch them. They're not, no, like, obviously. they're not friendly. No, I know. And they're the only thing, and whatever, come at me, bro. Um, the oh. only thing that I hate more than snakes are snake people. Oh, people okay. who think that snakes are loving animals and uh -huh. they keep them as pets and wear them around their neck and stuff. I used to live in a neighborhood where in front of the grocery store, there was a snake guy that lived in the neighborhood. And every now and then, just like, like during the day at like two o'clock in the afternoon, he'd walk around with his five foot snake around his neck. Like yeah, he was taking feel, his dog for a walk. I feel like if you are out on the streets and you have your pet snake around your neck yeah. or wrapped around your hand or wrapped around your arm, whatever, yeah. and you're walking around, yeah. clearly you're doing it for the attention. Yeah. You I, don't have any business being out and about you know, know, anywhere I, with a snake. And nobody thinks your snake is cool. And I know people are going to be like, oh my God, shut up, snakes. Nobody thinks the snake guy's cool, right? Yeah. Like when you have a snake, like if you have people over to your house and they're like, hey, you got an aquarium, cool, fish. And you're like, no, that's my snake. You know, no, nobody, nobody thinks that's, nobody wants to come over and watch you feed the snake. Nobody wants to do any of that stuff, right? Yeah. Like, like a zoo or whatever, that's fine. But when you're a snake person, it's awful. Anyway, so this couple found 18. But how do you find, like, just randomly find them? Like, yeah, where do they dude, live? I, I don't where? know why. I, they live in, I think it's like Georgia or something like that. Okay. Uh, but I 
stumble on videos all the time of where like somebody pulls up a floorboard in their house and there's like a sub basement kind of thing uh-huh. where it's like it's like the that pit in Indiana Jones where there's just like the whole floor is moving uh-huh. because it's just all it's uh-huh. just all snakes. Oh god. Right? Like, and like don't even get me like started. It. I still snake check before I sit on the toilet. Really? Even in my own home I snake check before I case. get on the toilet. I'm so terrified of having it come up and it's not even that I'm worried that the snake is going to bite me down there. Yeah. I just don't want it to rub up against me. Like I that's know. what I fear is that it doesn't it doesn't want the scales it, on your it, it, it's that it doesn't want to is that it doesn't want to hurt me. It's uh-huh. just trying to find a way out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like where it's like flicking around trying to find a way out maybe between the legs, maybe out the back. What's this hole? Maybe that leads somewhere, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like that's my that's my main problem with yeah. with snakes in the toilet. Anyway, here, let's listen to this couple who found 18 under their bed. Before going to bed, I spotted what I thought was a piece of fuzz on the floor, and I went to reach for it, and it moved. And then a second later, another piece moved, and I began hollering for my husband, we have snakes. If you have a mouse problem, the snakes are going to try to come and help you with that. If you give them a way out, they're going to take it. They're not going to chase you. So I guess they had mice in the house. And the snakes follow. <laughs> so gross. Okay, the snakes follow the mice because the snakes eat the mice. Yeah. So once you're there, you're like, oh my god, hey, our mouse problem is gone, and you think everything is good. But, but the no, reason your mouse a family problem of eighteen is- snakes just moved in. Thank you. Oh, right. That's so gross. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Christy. It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you today? Good, good. So, uh, differences between you and your husband, huh? Yeah, uh, my husband procrastinates about everything. It's causing so many fights, and I'm surprised he was on time for our wedding. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yo, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, you got no feelings about this, huh? <laughs> yeah, you wrote this. Uh, hey, Razamoka fix my life. You got that procrastinating husband. He leaves things until the last minute. I like to complete things as soon as I know it needs to be done, and it's finished well in advance. Help me understand why his, his way and that everyone is different... Uh, we get into huge fights, and he calls me a nag. Oh, uh, also, what can I do to help him uh, finish on time? We have a business, and I'm always the person who has to tell our customers we're behind. Okay, so this isn't like home life stuff. This is, is this uh, business. This is business stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like we have. He has a day job, and like, and he's fine with that. Like yeah. his normal office job, but like our side business, he uh, he just doesn't complete stuff on time, and it's really. Okay, so, so, so what what bothers you the most? Is it the stuff around the house, or is it the stuff in the in, within the the company you guys work together on? I don't really care too much about the stuff inside our house because I know he's busy with a lot of different things. Yeah. But it's like our business, and then he's also taking a a course online, Ooh. and he's always like late with that, and he always has to email the professor and say if he can hit it in late, or he like waits till the very last second yeah. and barely makes it in on time, hmm. and like he just stresses so much about it because he leaves it till the last second. So Chrissy, can you? Can you say what the business is? Yeah, yeah. We uh, it's uh, we make like farmhouse furniture, mm-hmm. so we make like wood furniture for people. So he's overwhelmed. Yeah. No shit. Right. <laughs> he's just tell. he's got a he's, hell of a lot going on. He's he's over he's overwhelmed, and yeah. I don't think that so I, I don't think so much. Maybe he's procrastinating, and it's certainly not good for the business when he's coming in late on deadlines, and you guys are promising stuff that you can't deliver on. That's just you know it's no way to move your business forward. But I, I don't think that he's so much procrastinating as I think he is just probably fighting for air. Well, the problem is he's done this since he was like in in 
like school. Yeah. He's never handed one assignment in on time in university. He's always lose like 10% for not handing things in on time. Like it's just, it's not like it's something new. Yeah. How did it, what was his, what was his relationship like with his mom when this stuff was going on? Has she ever, have you ever talked to her about it? How she handled his procrastinating in high school? Uh, I don't think his mom handled anything. I think it was his dad and he handled it with yelling, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. So obviously you know how your husband responds to yelling and nagging, right? Yeah. Which is not good. Right. Right. So what does he do for the, uh, for the business that you guys run? Is he the one making the furniture? Or you yeah, guys he doing makes it together? the furniture. He, yeah. I used to help him finish the furniture, but ever since we uh, had a baby, he uh, does the finishing as well. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, oftentimes, uh, there's many different reasons why somebody can procrastinate. You could be you could be going through something, you know, with mental health. You could be slipping into a depression. You could be um, unmotivated because you just bloody hate it and you feel that, you know, you've made bad decisions in your life and how did I wind up here working, you know, my fingers to the bloody bone every day on something I don't really love. Um, but there's another side to procrastination, which is more along the, the sort of housework side of things, but it could also be there because you guys are tying into business together, which is a lot of people procrastinate as a very sort of low-key, passive-aggressive way to tell the person in their life that they're doing more than you are. Yeah, he could be. Or or he could just be one of those people that procrastinates because he's a little bit lazy. Because I procrastinate a lot with certain things, and it is because I get caught up with other nonsense, right? Not because I don't want to take care of the task, but because I get caught up with just laziness of, of things. I'll eventually get to the task, yeah. but I always yeah. leave things or I've been trying to get better at it. But hearing how his day is structured out, it sounds like he's got, you know, three major things happening in his life that he's just barely keeping his head above water with trying to trying to finish off each task, right? Well, the things he does during the day is comes home, has a nap, watches TV, oh. uh, yeah, have a drink. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like that's what he does. And then all of a sudden yeah. he does that, he does that, he does that, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's due in two days. But, but you have to understand. Better get to it. No, I know, but you have to understand what that is, though. It is is you know, when you work like that, yeah. when you've taken on that much, when you're going to school and running a business and you got everything else going on, and I'm not trying to defend your guy, okay? No. Uh, but what I'm saying is that when you are working those kind of hours and you feel that you stretch yourself so thin, um, the, the mentality becomes, I'm not going to work that hard if I don't find a moment to even remotely try to enjoy life and just yeah. not have to think about it. And his problem is, is that he doesn't know how to manage his time, mm-hmm. right? And he yeah. doesn't know that you are allowed to recharge and you are allowed to take a nap. But what you can't do is start saying, I'm going to recharge and then do everything that I have to do in less time than it's actually going to take me to do. I think that you can still do all the same things. I think that you need to sit around and have a conversation about time. And I think that you need yeah. to sit around and say, okay, let's put all these blocks together, write everything on cards in front of you of everything that he has, to, everything that he does in his life, right? And sort of map them out in the way that he does them. And then just start moving them around, right? And when you start moving them around, you're going to realize that, you know, if he did these two things first, First, before he did those other two things, it may actually save him time. Or if yeah. he if he switched up the way that he decides to think about schoolwork, or you know if he knows exactly how long something in that shop takes to finish, um, there's a more efficient way of doing it. I think he's really lousy with time, and I think he's feeling overwhelmed, and I think he's fighting for air. Yeah, well, sometimes he tries to map it out, and then he never ever 
Arrow Falls was planned, and he's always like to me, could you remind me to do this? I think if you guys are going to have conversations, I don't think it should be ever a conversation about why aren't you doing this or why haven't you done this. Um, I I, I think that the conversation needs to be more emotional-based. I think that you need to figure out um, why he feels so overwhelmed and what his Mm -hmm. actual, like where his actual heart is in all of this, because he may just hate it all. He always says he hates his life, which is, you know, then you got to help him. You got to help him out of that. If he hates if he hates his life, I say that you guys need couples counseling. He says he doesn't hate like his home life. He just no, hates, no, no. Like, his, like, yeah, he made he made, yeah. he feels that he made bad choices. He's got and a lot that, going on, and that's gonna that's yeah. gonna that's gonna tear your relationship apart. And also, yeah. you have a new family, right? So yeah, got to make time for that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Christy. Yep, sounds good. All, All right, right, love. Thanks, girl. Okay, thanks so much. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Yesterday was Mac and Cheese Day, and the past little while, Kraft has been coming out with specialty flavors to celebrate certain days or certain seasons, right? Sure. Like in the fall, for example, they had the pumpkin spice flavoring for your mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. If you remember Valentine's Day, they had like a candy-type flavor. Sure. And once you did the mixture, your mac and cheese turned pink. Um, so this week they released flavor boosts, which you make your regular mac and cheese, yeah. right? You add your powdered cheese. And that comes with these little, little packs with additional flavoring, flavor boosts. And what they have, what they released are flavoring for poutine, buffalo wings. But poutine with no gravy? It's just a flavor of poutine? Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. So poutine, buffalo wings, jalapeno. Yeah. Oh. And ghost pepper. Oh, that's dangerous. So Dan and Maury decided to make mac and cheese for Dan and Matthew yesterday mm-hmm. in the condo with one of these flavor boosts. However, Maury mm-hmm. used two flavor boosts, jalapeno oh. and ghost pepper. Oh, man, you were getting a divorce <laughs> by the end of the week, brother. And he didn't tell. I don't even have to hear this to know how this is going to go. Didn't tell Dan and Matthew that he added the flavor boost, just said, I'm making mac and cheese for us. Oh, because I love you. Here, try. Yeah. I made you dinner. Uh-huh. You jackass. Happy macaroni and cheese day. Mm, I can't wait. Oh. oh. Are you up? Send oh. nude-oles. What? <laughs> nude what? Oles. Noodles. Noodles. Okay, okay, I've made noodles. macaroni and cheese for dinner. Oh. Okay, dive in. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> Half of that. Oh, Maury. <clears throat> closer. Maury, I can't. That's like really, really spicy. What the f- did you just, what is in there? Okay, what is it? That better not like? be like f-ing big, like. What does it taste like? Fire in my mouth. <laughs> but describe the taste. I can't describe it. Oh, I need milk or something. Okay, first describe what it tastes like. Is it good? Like really spicy. And I'm not talking just like the heat level. You have to have another level. bite. I'm talking like actual spices. Like I you have to have taste. another bite. No. Did you put more than you were supposed to? <laughs> no. Have no. another bite. It's so spicy. I don't need another bite to know what it tastes like. Really spicy. Do you want to know what it is? No. You no, I mean, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's two. There's ghost pepper and jalapeno. I mixed both together for you. Oh, my God. So wait, that's not fair because it wouldn't normally be this spicy then. Yeah, I know. I love you that much. <laughs> Great. Is my asshole going to burn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Happy macaroni and cheese day. Yes. Happy macaroni and cheese day. Yes, you it know, will. You know, it it's will. Psychotic more he sounds. Yeah. He's like, have another bite. I know. Why? Have did you try bite. it or no? No. Why didn't you, you try didn't it? Try it. 
You didn't even try it? Oh my God, dude. That's, what a lousy husband. What a lousy so husband. What a rotten husband you are. Oh, so you just sat there like a weirdo, two bowls in front of you, and you watched him eat and suffer yeah. and then tried to convince him to have more spoonfuls. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? No psycho. wonder he likes the dog better than you. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Girl? Girl, tell me. So, Bachelorette. I missed last night's episode. Yeah. So, they're getting a little cheeky on Bachelorette this season, I've noticed. Are they? Yeah. So, they sent out a sort of test, uh, a mission, a... (sighs) Remember the episode of Seinfeld, The Master of Your Domain? Yes. So, that's what they make the guys do on Bachelorette. So no. yeah, so this is Caitlin explaining to the guys what this particular challenge involves. Katie and I came up with it. She wanted me to share it with you guys, and it's called Operation Whoa Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa, whoa, like whoa, whoa. Week off. Do you guys know what I mean? Do I have to spell it out for you? W O W. Man down, soldiers. Stay off the lotion. Stop running the shower. Oh, wow. Because Katie wants to see which one of you can hold out and be the master of your domain. Wow. This is going to change our journey forever. I know. We thought we're just getting a date card, but Caitlin tells us that we have all been invited into this this pledge of uh, of no more onanation, as Mark Twain put it. No more downtown Lester Brown. No more low five. No more getting jiggy with it. Does that start now, or do I have time to... It starts... It starts right now. I hope you guys did self-care this morning. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, and so this immediately does not go over well with the dudes. Uh, one dude in particular, which is Blake. So uh-huh. this is Blake uh, talking to Katie about how difficult it actually is. I got something I need to talk to you about. <laughs> okay. I'm really built up. Are we talking about <laughs> Woe Challenge built up? Oh, my God. Why do you call it Woe Challenge? Week off. I might have missed the. But yeah, I mean, I've been struggling with it a little bit. It's been a day. Are you like a daily, you know? Yeah, weekends a little bit more than the weekdays. Okay. After after work, depending, and then at night for sure. I'm getting so hot right here by this fire right now. Oh, I thought it was me. Any <laughs> um, more wine? All I'm saying is like, there's a couple weeks, obviously, till that point potentially comes. And um, as that connection starts to form, like, it's going to get harder. Harder. Mm, real hard. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out for you. I'm going to try. For us. So does this mean we should or should not kiss? So, yo, yeah. Katie's loving this, right, by the way. Right, But don't you remember in the latest season of Too Hot to Handle? Mm-hmm. Was it? Oh, uh, do I remember? What's the name? Cam. Is it Cam, right? Yeah. Cam, he was having the same problem. Yes, very much so. It's difficult, <laughs> apparently. For it was much more difficult. These are aren't these grown men? Yeah, right. So is this now for the duration? Grown men. Of... It's a week. Oh, it's, it's for week the week off. Uh, so it's a week. But as the show did go on, and people yeah. did go home, and the big sort of sayonara that happened last night was Katie sending Connor home. I mean, I'll be, I'll be very honest because that's all I've asked of you, and I'll be honest, you know. 
when we kiss, there was something missing in that kiss. Oh, that's and that was such hard an for me because Damn. everything about oh, you, everything about us was so easy, so good. But oh, when we no. kiss, it just, that was the one and only time that something was missing. Wow. Oh. How bad do you have to be? Dagger to the heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I feel you, but. I know. I'm so God, you're going home. Oh, come on. I just caught the okay. kisser. Because this, like, <laughs> it's always, oh, this guy, no. <laughs> Thank you for everything. Oh, you're everything. Oh, and you still got to okay. go home. You know, so I everything know. was great between them. Everything was great between them. They had chemistry, a little bit of sizzle, all this other I stuff. And then they pick. kissed, and that ruined it all. You know what? I know they say honesty is the best policy, <laughs> but like you when gotta you, lie at that point. Yeah, when you say like when we everything was great between us, but when we kiss, no, like, there's nothing there. Watch no. that's last gotta night. be that's gotta be soul crushing, man. Watching last night, I was so surprised he didn't say, "Can I? Can I try again?" Yeah, no. Jeez, ah, man. When somebody says you're real bad no. at something like that, you don't want to go in in case she goes, nope, still the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But did That's you, so, so Shem and more, you watched. Yeah. Did they show the kiss and was there anything the noticeably bad about time. it? It happened on a one-on-one -on -one date. Yeah, the one-on-one -on -one so date. So they showed the kiss. Mm -hmm. yeah. Was there anything unusual that you could see on television about the kiss that he did? No, but remember, this is the like, guy that came out. Was he all top out. lip? No, this, well, no, I didn't watch that close, but this was the guy that came out in the cat suit, right? Like, you yeah. It was a little bit weird to begin with, in my opinion. Right. And I thought that the kiss was a little bit, you know, basic. Like, I thought that he could have been a little bit more... You're calling somebody's kiss ability basic? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he could have been a little bit more aggressive. Mm. Like, a little bit more, uh, like, uh. I don't like that you started my lips when you said that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just the top one, though, which is weird, too, right? <laughs> it's all top lip all the time. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. And mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Sean. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, how's it going? Oh, sorry. How's it going? Good, man. Um, so, why are you reaching out to us for uh, for FML? Well, I wanted to ask you guys, what am I doing for my friend's 30th birthday? Or what can I do for my friend's 30th birthday? I was going to say, I don't know. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you wrote us this. Uh, Rosimo could fix my life. Pretty simple. You got a friend turning 30. Big day. And with things opening up, it is still a little bit weird. I honestly don't know what to do to make it a special day for them. Like, is a patio enough? They're also the type to have no idea uh, what I should get for them. So I'd appreciate your help on both things. So are you in charge of planning your friend's birthday or are you just taking this on like on your own? Well, me and my friend Jay, we're kind of in charge of it because this friend is very low key with these types of things. And uh -huh. normally there's actually a second birthday very close the day before actually of his birthday mm -hmm. and in the past they've kind of lumped their birthdays together and it's not been a positive experience for him so we're trying to make this one extra special because of that so i think that you first of all need to know a lot about your friend and what do they enjoy the most because when it comes to planning somebody's birthday or what to do for them uh, the mistake that you wind up making is you do what you think is fun as opposed to doing what they think is fun. Mm -hmm. And if this person is, you know, not a 1130 p.m. on a patio with shots, 
kind of person, um, don't do that. Take it off the table. Uh, you need to know them well enough to know what they enjoy. So that's the first thing I'd, I'd say to you is, you know, do you know this friend well enough to know what they actually enjoy doing? Yeah, that's fair to say. I mean, I know a lot of things about them. I know they love the Raptors. They're getting into fitness. They just got a first place. But in terms of like strong passions, I mean, that and hip hop are probably their strongest passion. But, but do they do they like nightlife? Do they like going to a patio? Are they those types of people? Do they like celebrating mm-hmm. publicly or do they like celebrating privately? Like, yeah, you know, are you, they more you, low key. Yeah. Are they more low key? Like, what kind of person is he? I think he's that's it's funny because he's a bit, a bit of both. Like, he loves to go to patios and have a drink and be with friends. But he also loves a good like like backyard session. You know what I mean? So. It's it's kind of a mix of both, but he that's the thing. He likes both. Uh, I think he might appreciate, especially if it's a 30th birthday, I my opinion, I think he'd appreciate, Sean, if you guys did some sort of a low-key backyard type thing. He's still getting together with the people he enjoys hanging out with. You still get some awesome food. You still get some awesome drink, and you know you're going to have a great time. Yeah, you know what? That's what I'm leaning towards as well just kind of getting a bunch of food and some tiki torches and just having a good time that way. Uh, yeah, and I don't think that there really, unless you're planning a surprise party, right? I don't think mm. that there's anything wrong with looping them in. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, mm-hmm. hey, listen, things are still a little bit messed up. You know, we know that we can do patios, but the one thing that I want to know from you is, you know, I just don't want to do, I just don't want to do too much. And I want to make sure whatever it is that we do, you're going to have a great time. So I will do everything. You don't have to actually do anything, but I just need to, I just need to know sort of where your head's at because some people honestly, and, and, you know, I've thought during all of this and during COVID that there's people that I knew that I just assumed would be cool with certain things. Yeah. Cool with going to a patio, cool with doing all this stuff. Um, but they're actually not, you know, mm. and, and they're actually a little bit more reserved and a little bit more hesitant. So I think especially now when it comes to doing something publicly, even though things are still opening up and everything, I don't think it's a bad idea to loop him in to just find out where his head and his heart are. Um, and then you can just do all the work after that. Find out what his favorite food is. And maybe you guys order a bunch of that stuff, right? Or somebody, if you, there's somebody in your friend group that is amazing, uh, is, is an amazing chef, they can make all of his favorite stuff, get all of his favorite desserts, get all of his favorite drinks you know what i mean mm-hmm. you said uh what what kind of music is he into hip-hop you said yeah a lot of hip-hop r&b yeah so put together like a killer playlist that you know he's mm-hmm. just going to vibe out to and i think mm-hmm. i think he'd appreciate all that yeah honestly guys that is some really good advice because you think of these things and then but you second guess them all the time right but that yeah. actually sounds really great yeah, yeah. But just make sure you do what he me. likes not what you like that's the big mistake yeah. people make also does he like if does he do shots and stuff uh we've definitely done shots in the past because you, you can uh, so, yeah. why don't you <laughs> like you can hire somebody to come to the house and you drink a shot out of their belly button and stuff <laughs> Uh, we'll see about that one but okay again again don't do what i like do what he likes okay there you go sean thank you so much for reaching out brother thank you guys quick question before you go do you have a question for me uh yes before we let you go sean between ross and mocha who's your favorite Uh, i love you guys both but unfortunately mocha squeaks by just a little bit of my favorite is it because he's smaller than me like he just like is that why he squeaked squeaked by because he was able to i was i was I was I was like too big to to make it through the door. He just like snuck in under my armpit. No, no, under no. Under your it's armpit, because, uh, <laughs> bro. That's, <laughs> man, that's uh, not Mocha nice. Remind me, Mocha reminds me of, of a lot of my friends. So I feel like I would probably hang out with him more in real life. Well, it sounds like you have like great friends then. I do. I definitely do. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Right, you take care. You too. Take care. 
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Space Jam, a new legacy starring LeBron James, drops in theaters and on demand tomorrow. Toronto native Eric Bauza, who does the voice of Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Foghorn Leghorn, uh, Elmer Fudd, yeah. Marvin the Martian. <laughs> and he just got this gig, too, not that long ago. Yeah. And super exciting for someone to, like, a big, big role like this where you get to star and act with. Yeah. LeBron James. Yeah. I never saw the original Space Jam. Oh, with Jordan? No. Oh my God, it's so good. No. Is this sort of the same thing? Yeah. Like he's just hanging out with the tunes and then they got to whoop some ass? Yeah. That kind of thing? Save play the world? against the goon squad. Gotcha. Uh, and Gabriel Iglesias, who's a hilarious comedian, he does the voice of Speedy Gonzalez. Gabriel Iglesias, by the way, turns 45 years old today. So happy birthday to Gabriel. Uh, David Mori had a chance to talk to both of them about this new Space Jam movie. How emotional for you was it when you got to see the finished product and, and hear you in these legendary characters with this legendary film? It was surreal. Uh, it was the, the first cast and crew screening uh, at the Warner Brothers lot. There was not a lot of people there. It was very socially distanced, but at the same time, to be sitting in a theater again, too, was was a weird experience. And then you're just watching this, you know, I describe it as a uh, uh, an animated NBA fever dream. Uh, and again, there are and I'm sure my my voiceover colleagues will agree. There are just some moments where you just forget that this is your performance and you forget that you even said those lines. And it's got to be so weird for yeah. somebody like Eric Bowser, who does so many voices for the movie to be sitting there watching, following along with the story, yeah. but then like hear himself as different characters have conversations with one another. Yeah. And interact in that way. Yeah, right? no, no, you're right. Especially because he's not, he didn't create these voices. These are sort of legendary voices. We all know how they sound. And so you're just so used to how they sound anyway that you almost have to like then put yourself in the headspace of, is that me? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Now, as a fellow voice artist, I'm oh, so jealous of that you got to do this. This <laughs> is such you a know, great opportunity. You knew it was going to so go this way, right? <laughs> and slightly jealous. <laughs> well, if we're talking Looney Tunes, let's, let's try to do like maybe a Foghorn. Okay. Uh, Elmer Fudd. Okay. Let's do Foghorn. Let's let's see, because you know he's the big boisterous rooster uh, from Looney. Okay, Kids. give it a shot. Okay. okay, here we go. Okay, I say, I say, I say, I say. I mean, you do say, and I think he says more than I say. You know, listen, look, Maury, I gotta tell you, you're like a dirt road between two cornfields. Uh, nothing between the ears. Just kidding. Uh, I mean, it, it, you know, you got you got the I say. Gotta be a little more gravitas at the bottom, and more of that southern fried chicken sound. Okay, moving on, though. Uh, yep. Elmer Fudd. Okay. Oh, you oh, you rascally rabbit. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it's a little early here. I don't know if the reception is uh, coming in through, but okay, here's the thing about Elmer. You know, he has that very, very unassuming voice, that another waspy kind of sound, and that speech impediment, but then he'll say, I'll blast you, rabbit. <laughs> so wow. Maury sounded like wow. neither of those two voices. I don't know what you were trying to do, Maury. Yeah, no idea whatsoever. And I just want to play one more real quick yeah, for you. Uh, this is Dan Maury talking to Gabriel Iglesias, comedian who voices Speedy Gonzalez for the new Space Jam movie. Movie's fantastic, and the message about family is incredible. What do you want people who are enjoying this movie to get out of this? What do you think the message is? 
Uh, I, uh, merchandise, uh, Space Jam t-shirts, hats, um, you know, toys. There's going to be a lot of toys coming out. Uh, you know, they'll always tell you the message is, oh, we just want it to be pure. We want everyone to just feel like they were emotionally connected to them. No, they want you to take home merchandise. There's a lot of stuff coming. There's Funko toys. Uh, <laughs> they, they trying to be it, serious. I'll, I'll say it. Oh yeah, no, they made they made a really really good movie, but uh, at the end of the day, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff coming. There's a lot of stuff coming. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a sequel to this uh, Space Jam film. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was very well done. And me as a dad, I connected to the movie immediately because of uh, because of the messages in there. You know, it's like you're trying to push your kid to 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 be the best, but maybe that's not their best of what they want to be. It's the best of what you want, and that's always that struggle where you try to guide your kids in one direction and they have their own vision and at the end of the day you guys got to meet somewhere in the middle there you go Love new it. space jam uh, new legacy in theaters on demand tomorrow the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast god that tornado in barry yesterday when i heard Bonkers, that man a tornado was going through there i didn't think it was going to be as bad as what it unfortunately became you figure or at least I thought it was going to go through maybe like some fields or whatever, right? We like some of those classic videos that you see, cell phone footage, in the distance, far away, and then it just like causes havoc on like an open field and then takes off, right? Here's what I know about like living in this part of the world is that we get a lot of tornado warnings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you always see it pop across your phone or on the news, possible tornado warnings. This is all the making for a tornado. We get a lot of tornado warnings. Yeah. We don't get a lot of tornadoes, especially no. ones that sort of like rip through neighborhoods like what this one did uh, in Barrie. And did your phone yesterday go no, nuts? My, with- my, my phone was dead. My oh. phone died. I didn't even know. I didn't even know about the tornado until seven o'clock last night. So in our house... Both of our phones for like 30 minutes, every yeah. like five minutes or so. Yeah. We were getting warnings from Environment Canada really, yeah. about severe weather, severe thunderstorms, uh, possible tornado as well. But um, Natalie Harris's video was the one that uh, really went wild. And like part of her roof came off and their car moved and the inside of the house was crazy. Everything was just an absolute disaster. And she grabbed her phone right after it ripped through the the neighborhood and uh, filmed this. Oh my God, a tornado just hit our house. Adam, the roof is gone. The roof is gone. Oh my God. Holy the Jeep's gone. Stay there. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, I can't even imagine. Uh, Damn it, Maury talked to Natalie last night. Oh my goodness, you were in a tornado. What was that (laughs) like? Like, you got to describe what happened. Uh, Well, I I was just going over to visit my son and my two dogs, and. his dad was at Costco and saw a garbage fly across and break into a window. So he called us right away and said, get into the basement. And we did. And 30 seconds later, we heard the tornado uh, on the house and we were huddled in a corner and Adam, my son was just saying, Mom, stay down, stay down. And dust just started like pluming down into the basement. So we knew it was probably pretty bad, but uh, we had no idea how long it was going to last. And then finally, when it stopped, I went upstairs. I couldn't get out. The basement door was jammed because it was so damaged. And I opened the door and there's sky 
the, the, the everything, the roof is gone. Oh his room, God. if he was in his room, I don't know what would have happened to him. Uh, his dad's room's gone. And then we went outside and it's just pure destruction. I mean, cars are flipped over. My car's totally totaled. Our next door neighbor's house is flattened like a pancake. Like, it's just everything is just destroyed. Was there yeah. any warning? Um, uh, the, the tornado warning came after, like the <laughs> emergency alert. It did. It came after. What did the tornado sound like? What was the sound? Banging, banging, banging. Um, you could kind of hear the wind, but I think the 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 house's noise was kind of so loud that you couldn't really hear. And it was so quick. It, I was just waiting. I was looking into my poor son's eyes and I'm like, this could be it. Like, we have no idea. Oh my God, my Jeez. heart. And I'm watching a video of like people posting that when it was actually ripping through the neighborhood, yeah. like what the trees Scary. and stuff looked like. Oh my God. But yeah, that like absolute just like devastation. Like and again, you never think like flipped that. Flipped right over, roofs ripped off. And something like this that you typically you see don't. down south in the States. Why would you think that? Like you don't think that. Like that's the, no. one of the great things of living where we live is we don't have to deal with tsunamis. Yeah. We don't have to deal for the most part with hur- like hurricanes, for the tornadoes, earthquakes. earthquakes. Like yeah. we don't have to deal with it. We have crap winners. Right, we freeze our asses off for six months of the year, but the trade-off is you don't have to. Your, your house isn't going to get ripped apart yeah, by a all tornado. these other natural disasters. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then when it when it hits uh, way closer to home than you Oof. think. My God. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Did you ever watch MTV Cribs? What was on forever ago? I, yeah, I've seen a bunch of MTV Cribs because it was really unavoidable um, for a for a while because anywhere you turned, you just saw some celeb giving a tour of the house. My my favorite MTV Cribs are always one where people had like super modest joints, right? Oh yeah, I never liked the the real big showy offy ones. I always liked. I people, check out my mansion with my fifty cars. Yeah, and- I always liked it when they would hit on some like you know young TV star, rock star, rapper, whatever it was who was super popular but just starting out. Yeah, yeah, and they still had leftovers in the fridge, sure. and you know maybe live with their mom. I like um, those. I didn't know this, but MTV Cribs. They did 19 seasons yeah. of this show, and they had 113 episodes. You know, a lot of those houses weren't real, right? What do you mean? A lot of the houses on MTV Cribs were not the cribs that, of the that people came out, that were right. Like, they yeah, that were that. not the people, the houses of the people that were showing them off. Really? Yeah. No. Whose houses a lot of were them, they? They were just either rented or for sales or and the stuff too, like the cars. And all yeah, that. yeah, yeah. A, like a lot of MTV Cribs really? were staged, completely staged. It's like the new one, like Architectural Digest YouTube channel, where they celebrities welcome them in. Is yeah. that like the new one? And that's, that's, that's basically that's legit. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh, the reason why I bring up MTV Cribs is because they're bringing the show back. Wow. And they've already got like a lineup of stars that I assume now, because the, as you guys said, like the secrets yeah. out that it was. Weren't really the yeah, homes. Yeah, a lot of it was. A lot of it was. I assume now that it, they are the homes. Well, of these yeah, people, because right? now Instagram exists, so you know what somebody's living room looks like just from their own pictures on social. Yeah, um, August eleventh is when they're going to premiere it, and so far they've released a lineup: Martha Stewart, Snooki from Jersey Shore, Rick Ross, Big Sean, JoJo Siwa. Oh wow! Scott Disick, Ashley Simpson. Um, that Scott swimmer. Disick. Yeah. Ryan Lochte, yeah. swimmer. Yeah. Oh, he's um, the guy that lied in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, so Idiots. they're bringing the show back. Um, and then I was like going through a couple of like some of the older episodes just yeah. to kind of refresh my memory. Cause yeah. wondering like what some of these people, 
Because again, you kind of, because of things like Instagram and Twitter, yeah. you kind of know what these people's lives are like now because they post so much. Right. Um, and it's not MTV Cribs until one star opens the door to the bedroom and says, this is where the magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> right? You had to say that on Cribs. So uh, back in twenty or in 2007, when Kim Kardashian, obviously not the Kim K that we know now, no, Empire, no, she was no, still no. like on the come up. They had just started the show, yeah. just starting to gain popularity. I just found this one pretty funny. Hey, what's up? I'm Kim Kardashian and welcome to my crib. You know, even though we have a lot of family stuff going on here, we still have to have a little bit of fun in the bedroom. So that's why I have a stripper pole. Oh, yeah, a stripper pole. <laughs> I swear it's for working out. Now we are going to head into the closet. I am such a Louis Vuitton fan. I pretty much have every luggage piece of Louis Vuitton imaginable. So, so we're going to get more of that it's with so MTV stupid. Cribs when it comes back on August 11th. Um, and then I don't know if whether or not, because Maury pointed out the fact that um, when it was revealed that a lot of these homes and things didn't belong to these people. Yeah. So I don't know if this next one that I'll play for you, it's 50 Cent, by the way, oh. from the year 2000, showing off his crib. Yeah to everyone talking about a fancy car. So I don't know if this is like actually his car. Yeah. It could have been because he was making a boatload of money uh, pretty much as soon as he signed his big major record deal or yeah. if it was yeah. a rented one. But this is 50 Cent flexing to everybody on MTV Cribs from 2000. Let me some of my cars. Now, I know you didn't see these before when you was watching Cribs because everybody ain't got these, you know what I mean? This is Curtis right here, you understand what I'm saying? It's the Ferrari F50. If you look inside the car, you don't got no music. Car be loud, this is like a stock car. I don't really use it for much. Really what I do is I use it for conversation. I get around my really rich friends and they say, I got a Ferrari F50, I say, me too. So who knows if that was even a So in, in 50 Cent's 2015 bankruptcy filing, uh -huh. he said that he was only, only ever able to rent lavish cars. Oh. That he often claimed to be his own. Really? So yeah, they were rentals. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you're interested, MTV Cribs <laughs> is back on August 11th. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, Mocha, it's news time. You ready? Oh, man, of course I am. Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha show and KISS 92.5 news break. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter is apparently back on set for Dexter. She was Deb on Dexter. Oh, you know yeah, how they're yeah. doing the new Dexter? Uh-huh. So there's a picture of her wearing a very Deb outfit. Yeah. And Deb hair and everything else. But it's weird because... One, she was married to Michael C. Hall between 2008 and 2011. Super weird because they Super played brother weird. and sister on thank the show. Thank you, thank you. Uh, also, if you remember in Dexter, Deb... Um, I don't even remember what happened to her character at the end of the, the show. I remember the last scene. So she got shot and then she was in a vegetative state and then Dexter threw her off the side of his boat. <laughs> Not cool, man. That's your sis. <laughs> right? 
But so, she also knew all your secrets. So I and I guess John Lithgow is coming back as well. But the way he explains it is, I think that there's going to be a lot of people from that first run of Dexter that are going to come in flashbacks. Oh, okay. So Deb and John Lithgow, because the John Lithgow season was the best season of Dexter. Uh-huh. Uh, so both Deb and uh, and John Lithgow will be back in flashbacks in some weird way. I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't know how they're going to do that, but whatever, they'll figure it out. It's not my job. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Tom Hiddleston is on the Billboard charts. Loki? Yeah. So in episode three of Loki, um, Tom and, well, I guess Loki sang a song called Very Full in Norwegian. And the song is like a minute and a half long, but it just debuted at number 10 on the World Digital Song Sales Charts. What? She sings, come home. What you sing, she sings, come home. Okay. Chart topper. So. That's top 10 track right there. I love Loki. Yeah. It is by far my favorite of all the Marvel shows Disney Plus has released. Right. Uh, that song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's not a top 10. Well, right? it is. No offense. It is. Loki. By the way. Yeah. So episode six, which is the finale. I know. Is out now yeah don't go to twitter whatever no, you do know, don't go difficult don't go look at the uh, any of the trending topics yeah. because there are a couple of things there i quickly I, I didn't i didn't spoil it for myself but i saw i kept seeing loki pop up yeah. so there's a couple of things on there if you can try to avoid it's it tough man my family's on the west coast and i may have to cheat on them because they're <sighs> not going to be back till like monday Cheat code. I got you. Yeah. You know what we could do? What? Because you have a Disney Plus account. Yeah. I have a Disney Plus account, right? right? Yeah. You and I, I can share with you my Loki and we can watch it together and it won't track. At least I don't think it will track on your account that you watched it. Do you think I know how to do that? And we can watch it on my account. You think I know how to do that? You think I know how to share a Disney account? Tell you what, I have a 43 inch TV. (laughs) Nothing <laughs> to do this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I have a Disney wow. account. My husband's in the office doing Zoom calls, just you and me in the living room. No. Oh, uh, and I have one can of White Claw. I think that you're. I think that you guys are like missing the point here. It's not that I plan to watch it, and I'm just looking for a way to sneakily hide it, Maury. But thanks, though. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I should watch it because it's oh. usually something that I watch with my kid. Right. Like I'm not looking for ways to scheme my family sitting with Maury watching the 43 inch <laughs> while well, his husband's in the other room well, his husband's white, in the one can of white cloth in the, in the other room now, I have a sitting question. off one can of white cloth <laughs> in, this, in this fantasy right Maury yeah you guys sitting side by side obviously yes um, the can of white cloth is it like sip for sip or is there two straws in the can or do you, why not just pour it into two cups you weirdo oh no that's not an option no. See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Oh, it was a one can option only. You guys are so weird, man. Why are you going to bring cups into this? No. I'm not, I'm not cup worthy. 
<laughs> By the way, can I ask, has either of you seen the Simpsons Loki that came out? No. They did like a Simpsons crossover Loki episode that was... No, no, I saw, I saw it pop up on uh, I saw on clips Plus, of it but, or whatever, yeah. just because I guess what, now Disney owns all the Simpsons stuff, right? Yeah. So they did like a crossover yeah. episode. Oh. I didn't watch it. They did not do a crossover episode. The, the Simpsons were not in Loki. No, no, Simpsons did a Loki themed episode right oh, yeah. Yeah. Not, not a crossover it's not like when Grey's Anatomy does something <laughs> with that stupid firehouse show where in order no, to is it, it, is it like Chicago a, no it's no uh, station station 19 yeah, yeah. I hate, there's nothing I hate more man <laughs> I don't know than a, than a crossover show don't stop pushing that on me I shouldn't have to watch a show I don't watch to understand but I think it's the way what's happening on a show of course it is the other show I, so maybe you'll dig that I show. will never watch it though I will I would have watched station 19 if I wanted to watch station 19 mm-hmm. Right? I shouldn't have to watch Station 19 to enjoy an episode of Grey's Anatomy. But look at all the One promo the- you've just given for it. <laughs> they can take it. So so what do you think? <laughs> 7 o'clock tonight? My Disney account? No, I'm Maybe not. No, no, that's no, not. He can't no, do that. I- He's going to be with me at oh 6. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> the one-way clock. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Madonna uh, released a clip of her reading a portion from the script for her upcoming biopic that she's um, working on right. with Diablo Cody. Okay. Uh, you have any interest in listening to Madonna read some of the scripts? No, because I'm not going to watch that movie. Oh. Does anybody have any interest in hearing Madonna read some of the script more? Yes. No, okay. nobody? Nobody? Wow, no, really? Stop it. Just play it. Nobody in Jack this room. It's heavily bleeped anyway. You can't. She's talking about sex, of course. It's oh. Madonna. Just- when I was 19, <laughs> yeah. this dancer girl brought it up to me. She said, do you have a boyfriend? I looked at her like she was speaking Arabic. I don't blame you. She's so much more enjoyable, she said. Madonna, the concept of <laughs> had not even occurred to me. What do you mean? Don't tell me <laughs> How do you do that? So she described it to me. And I went home and it's I tried It's a family picture. And was- right? It's a family picture. That sounds like... That movie is going to do worse in the box office than Mariah Carey's Glitter. Okay, hold on now. Hold, on. Come in here, Mariah. I got something to say. I know you do. What? Am Glitter I, is an amazing movie. Am I no, speaking, it's not. Am I speaking We're not. Okay, facts? pause for one second. We're not having this conversation if you're going to start out by saying Glitter is an amazing movie. I understand that you have great affinity towards Glitter because you are a huge Mariah Carey fan. No, it all really that other was stuff. a good movie. It's it not a good like movie. It's like the bodyguard it's, almost. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Uh, now, the, the the bet was this, that you think, Mocha, yeah. that Madonna's biopic is going to make less money than Glitter did at the it's box gonna office. It's going to bomb more than Glitter. No yeah. way, no. Madonna's, Wait, who said no. bet? I never said bet. That's what you just said. I never said bet. Yeah. You, you said actually I bet. Did. Oh, did you I say? Did. Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah, no, yeah, actually, yeah, I did yeah. say. You said I bet. I bet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so now we're taking literal bet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> money. Okay, sure. Money. Okay. Money. What are the stakes? What are the stakes? I don't know. That's up for you guys to decide. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Oh, here we go. Here's what we're going to no, do. Nothing involving touching, Maury. Come on. No, no, no. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> I don't even want to touch you know, your money. Because you know, no, no, no. Because you know what Morris gonna say. If you lose, you're gonna have yeah. to give me a massage for thirty minutes. Okay, um, it was gonna be twenty minutes. But here's here's twenty minutes. <laughs> if if the movie does well, you have to What's make well define well. No, better than if glitter. If it does better than glitter, no, worse than glitter. If it does, no, okay, yeah. If, if it, it does, does better, better than, glitter, than glitter, yeah, right. Which is then I win. Yeah, you have to make. Something on your barbecue, a nice steak or something, and bring it in for me. 
Oh, okay. And, and if if it bombs, I will make something for you. <laughs> no, if it bombs, you give me a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks for a steak? Hold on, that is uneven that wages, man. That does not man. seem <laughs> right. There's no such thing as a thousand dollar steak. <laughs> no. So Maury wants a steak from you cooked on the barbecue. I want a thousand dollars. What's that? I want a thousand. No, no, no. It has to no. be even. You guys have to agree on this. I don't want Maury's trashy steak. No, okay. then you tell Maury me what you steak. want. Maury cooks steak in the okay. oven okay. for forty minutes before putting it on the grill. No, no, but, but then you tell me something. Fair's fair. Steak for steak. Steak for steak. Steak for steak. Okay. Steak, steak for steak. I'm going to tell you this now, Mocha. Okay. Okay. But I need... Okay. Are we going to adjust for inflation? No. Glitter, <laughs> glitter. by the way. Yeah. Okay. I know glitter. I know you know glitter did bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I don't know if you know how bad glitter did at the box office. Like how bad? What are we talking about? 5.3 mil. That's it? <laughs> That's it. All Madonna has to do is beat 5.3 mil. How did we determine this if it's on a streaming service? Oh, is it on a streaming service? They haven't announced where it's going to be yet, but if it's oh. being released on a streaming... Oh, then all then should, Can I just that, have my steak now? No. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid bet. Two <laughs> jabronis. <laughs> a stupid bet. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so last night on um, uh, America's Got Talent, um, the Jones from Police Academy auditioned. You know the guy from Police Academy that did all the voices? Oh, my God. I love that guy. So, yeah. So he auditioned for uh, America's Got Talent last night. Listen to this. Obviously, you know, we all know you from the Police Academy movies. Tell me why you decided to come on America's Got Talent. Well, my son, Britton, said this is America's Got Talent. You can come out here and be anything you want instead of being forced to be something you don't. Best of luck. Thank you. <laughs> to keep myself occupied, my mom and dad gave me my first radio. <laughs> Rock and roll. Damn. Dude, he's so good. Another one bites the dust. Oh, wow. Dude, oh, my God. That's crazy. That's all with his mouth. Howie. Yes. Heidi. Do you remember him? From, did you ever see the Police Academy movies? I know who he is. Monsignor Dr. Marvell Jones? Oh, my God. I might have known his full name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How do you not remember Monsignor Dr. Marvell Jones? <laughs> you got all the names in there. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Netflix is planning on offering video games. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how this is going to work. They say the idea is to offer video games on Netflix um, by next year. And according to a person familiar with the situation, the games will appear alongside current content right there on the screen, similar to what Netflix did when they started building up categories for documentaries and stand-up specials. Mm. Um, the company does not plan to charge for the extra content. But oh. how does that work? Do you need a controller? I wonder Do you play if, the game right on Netflix on the platform or does it integrate with your PS5 or how does it work? I don't even so know. A couple ways I think this could work is maybe through the Netflix app on your phone, right? And right. they might, I don't know if this is true or not, but they might have some, like, um, what do you call it? Like a controller, a digital controller on your phone. Or maybe you would just have to use your remote, left, right, up, down, 
or maybe you could Bluetooth a controller that you have already for like an Xbox or a PlayStation. So you need you. So what you got to have extra something. hardware now? Maybe I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. Yeah, that's yeah, what I just it's, assume. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't know how that would. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, how you actually like? What do you? Games are great. Don't get me wrong. They they're not going to be like we're not talking. I don't know. I was just going to say Halo, but I'm sure that, and I'm sure that there's a more contemporary reference than Halo. Uh, we're not talking Halo. We're talking more like the games that you would play on your phone, right? Sure. Like something dumb, time consuming, yeah. all of that kind of thing. A little right? bit more simple. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Roxy plays this new version of Frogger that's really great. I don't mm -hmm. know what it's called. It's not called Frogger, but she was looking at it. I'm like, what are you playing? She said the name of it. I'm like, that's Frogger. She's like, what's Frogger? I'm like, what you're playing? She's like, I'm playing this. And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> She's like, okay, boomer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, very basic games, I would uh -huh. say. I, but I don't know. I, and I, I don't I'm know. I'm into it. I'm but into if it. they're going to be free and they figure that this is the way to sort of set themselves apart now because that streaming world is getting crowded. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I always keep a half an eye on what's going on with the Cannes Film Festival whenever it's happening because every now and then you get one of those weirdo movies that just blows people away. Okay. Um, first of all, the Cannes Film Festival, one of the most beautiful trips I've ever been on in my life. How many times have you gone? I've gone twice, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's like, bro, like it's wild. Unreal? It's unreal. It's unreal. That, that part of France is like, it's absolute. You feel real fancy when you're out there? You do. Yeah, yeah. Like you do and you just immediately start acting French. It's oh. like 8.30 in the morning, you walk down to one of those little trucks and you grab like a... Um uh, what do they call it? Like a Jean Bon Pants, something like that. It's Jean like Bon a, Pants? Yeah, Jean Bon Pants. Okay. Yeah, no, it's like What's a big that? baguette with ham in it. Mm. And it's everything is made fresh like right there. And yeah. they just slice it up for you and stick it on this glorious baguette. Anyway, so I was keeping half an eye on the Cannes Film Festival, as I always do, to yeah. find out if this was one of those years where one of these bonkers films just blows everybody away. Yeah. John either Bon Pants. John Bon Pants, either good or bad. So there's a uh, French movie by director uh, Julie Dacarno. It's called Titane. And Titane tells the story of a young woman who has sex with cars, kills without care, and pretends to be a boy despite being pregnant by a vintage Cadillac. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you just blew my John Bond pants off. You want me to read the description again? Yeah. Okay, Titane tells the story of a young woman who has sex with cars, kills without care, and pretends to be a boy despite being pregnant by a vintage Cadillac. Okay, then. Okay. Uh, and you're like, okay, well, who would make such a thing, right? Like, where, where does this movie even come from? So the director uh, does an interview with the Associated Press. She says that at the time when she was writing it, she had a lot of anger. Quote, Trump had just been elected and the world was not a happy place. End quote. So she made this movie because of Trump? A lot of people had a lot of reactions to Donald Trump getting elected. This genius. A woman pregnant by a car. Wrote a movie. Who's also a murderer. Who's a huge murderer, by the way. Like a huge murderer. Anyway, that's what's going on and it will compete for the Palm Door as well. So that's, what's, that, that's, that's, uh, that's your Cannes uh, Film Festival update if anybody's wondering. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 
Um, Britney Spears was it was a huge day for her in court yesterday. And Again, huh? um, yeah, so Britney addressed the court by phone during the hearing uh, and repeated her desire to end the conservatorship. Uh, she claimed her father, Jamie Spears, and others were inv- that were involved in the conservatorship had threatened her and added, there should be no threats to me ever at all. I have serious abandonment issues. Um, she also broke down in tears, saying she wanted Jamie to be removed uh, and requested that her father be uh, investigated for conservator abuse. Now, Brittany, who Brit- there's been the Brittany that we've seen in court and then the mm-hmm. Brittany on social media, and they've never mixed right? Yeah. They have, they've yet to mix. Uh, but Brittany wrote yesterday on social after all this, she said, coming along folks coming along, uh, with the new representation today because they allowed her to pick her own attorney. Mm. She says, I feel gratitude and blessed. Thank you to all my fans who are supporting me. You have no idea what it means for me to be supported with such awesome fans. God bless you all. Um, this is me celebrating. She was riding a horse, uh, celebrating and doing cartwheels, but here's the thing. This is how Brittany ended it hashtag free Britney. She's never done that before. Never done that before. Wow. She jumped on I don't the, even think she she's ever on the, like, on the free Britney. She's not, she hasn't really acknowledged it. She's no, done she's roundabout ways. Acknowledged the, uh, the she, hashtag. she acknowledged wow. that she was, that she's got a brand new attorney in this. Wow. Uh, AJ McLean was talking to um, a- Andy Cohen on his radio show. And AJ lives in the same neighborhood as Britney. And AJ, who's in recovery as well for alcohol, um, recalled the last time that he wrote, ran into Britney when she was, I guess, at her, one of her low points. Mm-hmm. And so this is uh, AJ talking about running into Brittany at a um, uh, cupcake shop. When I last saw her, uh, I my wife asked me to go in to get some cupcakes for a uh, birthday party that for one of my daughter's friends. I went in. She was there. She looked right at me. And I was like, hey, it's AJ. And she just kind of had this glass face. Like mm-hmm. she just didn't know who was there. It took her a minute. And then she realized it was me. And we... We hugged and we talked for a brief moment, but I could just see that, you know, this, this wasn't her. Like I'm not looking at the person I knew from years and years ago. And I know a lot of that, in my opinion, could be whatever they're, they're keeping her on or whatever they have her on, which is just insane. It's not, it's not fair. And I just don't think it's right. Um, so again, free Brittany. Right. Oh man. Sad. Very sad. sad. But it's it, things are about to change. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. As if we didn't have enough to worry about right now. Mm-hmm. Now I got to start paying attention to the wobbling moon. The what? The wobbling moon. What's that? NASA is warning of a wobble in the moon's orbit that is set to see the world face significantly more natural disasters. An onslaught of coastal flooding starting in the mid-2030s. That's not that long from now. Because the moon's going to shake? So, yeah. So floods could quadruple as the gravitational effects of the lunar cycle combined with climate change to produce, quote, a decade of dramatic increases in water disasters. Coastal cities would experience, quote, rapidly increasing high tide floods lasting a month or longer. The main cause of the regular wobble in the moon's orbit was first recorded in 1728, they said. 
this according to NASA. What's now is how one of the wobbles affects the moon's gravitational pull, the main cause of the Earth's tides, with combine that with the rising sea levels resulting from the planet's warming. They say this, by 2050, coastal cities will see hundreds of millions of people at risk from floods made worse by rising sea levels. This according to NASA's sea level change team. They said urban planners should prepare for the increase in high tide floods and extreme weather events. This is supposed to start in 2030. So we're heading in the direction of it all being over. Yeah. That's because crazy to me. Shaking that ass. Because when the yeah, when the moon when the moon shakes that ass, if I can quote you, uh-huh. when the moon shakes that ass, what winds up happening is the lows become lower tides. The low tides become lower and the high tides become higher. And then it sort of sort of like reverses itself and fixes itself over time with the wobble. But we're heading into an extreme pattern of the low tides being lower and the high tides. It's being like the higher. moon is starting now to twerk. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. It's almost. It's like right now. It's just shaking its ass. Yeah, it is just about to it's do like a handstand feel, and rest its feet the on the wall. Feeling the vibe right now. It's just about to do a handstand and rest its feet on the wall and go full out. <laughs> Better watch yourself, moon. Yes, exactly. So anyway, that's what we got to look forward to. <laughs> Whatever. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Megan Fox clarifying comments she made on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. Uh, so Kimmel's on vacation, but uh, I believe Arsenio Hall was um, co was guest hosting. I think oh, it yeah? was. It was Arsenio. Man, I love Arsenio. And people went in on Megan Fox because if you remember from the UFC fight the other night, uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly were sitting like they had great seats. They um, they were right behind Dustin Poirier when he started. And there's a clip on social of the two of them sitting there as Donald Trump walked by because Trump was at the fight as well. Yeah. And um, on social media, Megan Fox referred to Donald Trump as a legend in and around. Oh. But so so this, sorry, uh, so on Jimmy Kimmel. So listen to, listen to what she says on Jimmy Kimmel. And you were in that section with all the special people. I was, I was, I mean, I was in a row with Bieber and mm-hmm. Trump was also in my row. Oh! And, yeah. And I've never seen Secret Service in person before, so we had, like, 30 Secret Service with him. And he was a legend. That arena, like, was very supportive of, of Trump when he came in. And um, it was just, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it because if someone is a target, then I'm like, I could be harmed, like, because I'm adjacent to where he is. <laughs> So I was worried about my own safety. That's all I was I was I was caring about. So the conservatives jumped on this and said Megan Fox called Donald Trump uh, a legend. Yay, yay. And then uh, people leaning on the left were like, Megan Fox, how dare you call Donald Trump a legend? And so she had to go on and clarify. And to me, I don't even know why you would have to clarify this because it was very clear what she said in that statement, which was, she said this, uh, um, I do not align myself with any political party or individual politician. She went on to say, I never said Trump was a legend. I said he was a legend in that arena key part of that sentence clearly republican based off the insane crowd reaction he received that was an observable fact not an opinion she ended it with saying really loving the uneducated medieval pitchfork carrying burn a witch at the stake mentality though the world needs more of that Mm. i saw a um interview with dana white ufc president yeah who pretty much said the same thing that megan fox did where donald trump showed up 
And like the crowd inside that arena went nuts. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. That, those are his people, yeah. right? Those are his people. But UFC is bigger than ever right now. When all the when a lot of the other sort of leagues are struggling yeah. uh, with viewership and with everything else, um, UFC is like, they're crushing it right now. But no, Megan Fox did not call Donald Trump a legend. She said that he was a legend in that room. Yeah. It was not her opinion, mm-hmm. right? Roz and Mocha Q&A. Hello, Stacy. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's going on? Hi. Thank you so much. Hello. Um, thank you for making time for us today. We appreciate it. Of course. It. Um, Anytime. What's your question for the room? Um, so it's more so directed at Maury. I was listening to the, an older podcast, and he was talking about how he got buttons to train his dog, Andy, on. And I was just wondering if he ever followed through with that. What does that mean, um, buttons? Like... You can record your voice on a button, and the dog will press it, so say, outside, and the, you'll know the dog has to go outside. Oh, 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 yeah. My mom thinks that she's going to do this with her dog, too. Okay. She has big dreams of button training her new dog that she doesn't even have yet. So wait, so I've the dog with is my dog, supposed and it's to... Great. Okay. What? Explain so, yeah. it to me, Stacy. Okay, so we have four buttons, and we've, we've recorded four words. So we started with just one, uh, and it said outside, and we put it by the door, and we got him used to pressing it, lots of treats involved, uh, and every time now he presses it, he knows we'll open the door and he can go outside. And then we, op- we introduced other buttons, um, and they say walk, uh, treats, which he abused for a while, and, and uh, Guinness, who is his best friend. Okay, so what does this what does this contraption look like? I have one here, but we have a sample of what yours sounds like. <laughs> yeah, so I sent Lori a video. Listen, just hold on a sec. Outside. Outside? You gotta go outside? Okay, come on. Wait, what? Outside, so, you gotta go outside. Okay, come on. So the so it's your voice on the button, then? Yeah, so okay. they're recordable. You can make it say anything you want to say. And then so the dog presses it, and then it's your voice saying yeah. outside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what does it look so like? Weird. It looks like so. I have one here. I oh. bought four of these. Yeah. And I this was my dream, just like your mom wants to do. Everybody yeah. wants to just because it's so it's so cute. Yeah. And the thing is, Andy destroys all of his toys, so he thought this was a toy. Right. And when I tried training him, he destroyed. Destroyed them all, but I saved one. Oh, so here, no. here, take, here. Did you did you try beating him at all when he was destroying everything? <laughs> oh, of wow. course. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so, so you know, everybody, I'm kidding. There was a joke. So <laughs> button. So hold on here. I'm gonna press the button now. I have to pee. Oh, shut <laughs> no, up! You no wonder he chewed the hell out of those things. <laughs> That's no, you. No, come you on. just did that now. Yeah, completely. <laughs> no. I have to pee. No, you <laughs> absolutely didn't do that. not. I don't believe you, Mari. There's You're no such a liar. Would allow and this that. would scare There's the. No way, Matthew, that would allow he, that. He would destroy these or run away. Like he used to get scared of these. Yeah, my only thing with with with, with these, right, with these buttons, Ooh. I feel like, and I don't know. You tell me, Stacy, because it seems to yeah. work in your in your home. But yeah. I feel like because dogs are dogs. They're just dumb, right? Yeah. No, wanna, he is not dumb. <laughs> they'll want to they'll wanna abuse those buttons like crazy because they always yes. want to be outside. Yes. They always want to be playing. They always want treats. Like, I don't think that a dog will, in his or her mind, say, well, I feel like going outside right now as opposed to hanging out inside for the past six hours. Right. And press the button. People also if you do were the to bell. Give, if you were to give... A dog a choice. Yeah, that dog would be like, of course I want to be outside rolling around like crazy all friggin' day. Yeah, I think you wasted a button on the treats one because yeah, dog, dogs just perpetually want treats all the time. Uh-huh. Oh, 
Absolutely. He doesn't, and sometimes he, he doesn't he does need to abuse. tell you that, though, right? People also do the bell thing where they put a bell by the door and the dog will ring the bell every time it wants to I think to that's out. what my mom wants to do. Yeah. I think oh, my, oh, dog, I think my mom wants to, to, to bell train the dog. Yeah, I've you seen mean, that. You uh, mean Andy's niece? What's that? You mean Andy's niece? Oh, don't even start <laughs> with me with that. Between you and the and the, the breeder that's like talking, DMing me all the time and oh, mentioning really? me. And, oh, my God. Yeah, really? And my mom's like, she's going to go see the dog in a couple of weeks and... Then I got a message or a comment from, I don't even know. I posted something and then she commented, the breeder commented on how my mom's dog and Maury's dog or cousins or something like that. We're not I'm making like, it up. It's like I, legit. I'm just too involved. Yeah. Now. This is the one thing I never wanted to be involved mm. in. And you didn't I, ask for it. I didn't ask for it at all. Yeah. And by the way, not cousins, higher up in the chain. Like Andy is this new dog's uncle. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Yes. So <laughs> uncle Andy. Yes, so, uh, uncle Andy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I never wanted to be involved. But Maury just has a way of getting like he inserts himself into aspects of your life that then make it unavoidable right yeah. like years ago when i would see on my mom's facebook page like it would be your birthday and the first comment the happy birthday the first one out of everybody she knew on there would always be from maury and i was like man like i wouldn't even do that even if i wanted to i would wait for a couple of friends yeah. to comment first like I would, I, would, I would never want to be uh -huh. first right but maury just inserts himself into your life and now you know he's forever tied to my mother with the with Uncle Andy yeah. and whatever dog bell thing that she's gonna <laughs> invite into her home. So I don't know. So maybe you should try using the buttons on Maury. <laughs> yeah, can we button train Maury? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should button train Maury. Everything hey. would be treat. Every button would be just be like treat. <laughs> yeah, treat. completely. Chocolate. Treat chocolate, <laughs> cheeseburger, Twizzlers. <laughs> Stacy, we love you lots. Thank you very much. Thank for, you so uh, much. I love you guys today. Uh, Thank you. Bye, bye bye. Elise, this is such a weird. This is such a weird question from Elise. Okay? okay. Yeah. If you could bring a loved one back from the dead, oh, but they would only come back with their negative qualities and none of the positive ones, would you? No. You can bring back. I would say definitively no. Yeah. Because why would I want all the negative qualities from that one person yeah. that that means so much to me, right? How many people in your life that you know that died as far as loved ones would you even want to bring back? I'd bring back my papa. But how do you know your papa wants to come back? Well, we talk all the time. Right. But but like no, but how many? I need a number. Like how many people in your life that have like do you know that have died that you would even want to bring back? None. Just, well, no, just one. So you have one. one. I think most people's number is maybe one or two. Yeah. Right? But I like, wouldn't because, I don't know, like I always think maybe they don't want to come back. Maybe they lived their life and they've enjoyed their life. Maybe depending on how they died, right? But they've sure. lived a, a life. Like, do they want to come back? I don't yeah. even know. Like, what if I brought them back and they're pissed off at me? To be like, Well, they would be because you're bringing back all their negative qualities. Well, right? that too, yeah. Gratitude is not one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, uh, so no would be the answer, I think. I think that you would have to say no because who would want to be saddled with that? Because yeah. you're just like gonna... Papa's only negative quality was smoking. So I just like... No, 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 no. Because I didn't but, know his negative qualities. Well, that's the whole thing, right? Is that you would be bringing back somebody that you didn't even recognize. He only gave you those sort of good moments where he was like proud yeah. of you and talked to you and would encourage you. Like all the things that make a person a person, like you still have negative qualities in you, whether you sort of use them or not. So you would be bringing him back and he would come back and he would just tell you to F off. Yeah. <laughs> this would suck, right? <laughs> yeah.
So the yeah. answer is none. None. For everybody, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Like maybe he's a little bit homophobic. You know oh, what I mean? No. Like yeah, he don't know. If? He what wouldn't if? have known about me back. It was 1987. Like I was a kid. Oh, he so he known. wouldn't have known. Did you know what his feelings towards gays were? I don't know. I don't know. You gonna take, gonna that, you gonna take that chance? No, I'm not taking that chance. Okay, there me? you yeah. go. See? Right? Yeah, you, you don't know. You don't know. Uh, Dallas says here, what's the most memorable letter you've received in the mail? The most memorable letter I received in the mail? I can't remember the last time I actually got, like, that wasn't a bill. I mean, most of my bills are, <laughs> True. are, are online now anyway. There's like two or three that I get. And uh, even from back in the day, like, I don't remember... I mean, when I went I, to overnight camp, I got letters all the time from my, my dad and stuff. Those really are pretty yeah. awesome. The letters that you get when you pay something off are always fun. Like, even if you know, oh, yeah. I've never even, if, oh, even yeah. if you know you've paid it off, oh. they still send you the letter to close out whatever loan or mortgage yeah. or uh, line of credit or whatever it was you had, right? The, uh, I, I did car... get a letter when I joined the Sherlock Holmes fan club. Was it exciting? It was cool. It had like like letterhead on it. Yeah, like you know from London. Okay. What did you do in the Sherlock Holmes fan club? You just joined. Like you sent the money. They sent you a letter and like you know a pen. What did you get for the money? Like a pen and a badge. Oh and then God. what happened? You've That's been it. you've been wasting your money since 1986, <laughs> man. Wait, wait, wait no. So you get the, the the pen and the button, and you're just you're an official member of the Sherlock Holmes fan club. But yeah. then what happened? Like nothing, you, nothing happens. Nothing. You just you oh, can say no, like, you have a badge or, that says Sherlock Holmes fan like, club member. That's yeah. all you once, get. Uh, once a month, they send you like, um, like uh, a secret you, mission or like a mystery to you solve. You might get or a newsletter like maybe once a year or something no, like that. No, there's not even a newsletter. No, no, you just got a badge. Yeah, you're just yeah. You pay for an official membership into fan clubs, like actual fan clubs, used to be like a thing. Like Mariah Carey's Honey Bee Fly that Matthew's still a member of. Yeah, that were run by like the record company or yeah. the management team and it was a way to basically you, you there was no social media mechanism there was no way to immediately connect with fans there was no way to reach the people that purchased your product when you weren't actually on tour or selling a record and so bands would start these fan clubs and you would sign up and you would send a letter off to some PO box first, whatever whatever um, yeah and then everything was through the mail like you would get you know a letter saying you know concert tickets are going to go on sale but if you want um early whatever fill out this yeah. form and send it back to us the pre-sale and the pre-sale yeah, yeah it was crazy but that's what that's what fan clubs were and everybody was part of fan clubs but Sherlock Holmes everybody. never existed no there's a there's a guy I know who was the vice president yeah of the Gwen Stefani fan club really and he ended like up the, like the legit Gwen Stefani fan club yes and he ended up marrying somebody who was also a member of the Gwen Stefani no. fan club. Yeah, that's how they met. That's no. kind of romantic. Does yeah. Gwen Stefani know this? Um, I don't know. I don't yeah? think so. Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. You're the Wait, president. Wouldn't of- Gwen Stefani have played at the wedding? No. No, no because it's part I, of the same fan. And and this was like the fan club existed online, so they could communicate online. Right. Right. It wasn't right, like letters right. back and forth. It was all online. Right. And that's how they met. I and guess it there turned was out no that they doubt were in them getting married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were from the same city. Yeah. It just so really? happened to be that they were from the same city, didn't live too far away from one another. Wow. And they were, and it's weird that they were they were attracted to each other. They were all those things, yeah. right? That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I met another member of the Sherlock Holmes fan club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, could have been. 
and yeah, but any any every fantasy Maury has is of a different life currently, right? Like like Maury Maury never fantasizes about doing something different when he was a kid. He only fantasizes about doing things different when he was a kid, so it would get him out of the life that he currently lives. But to answer Dallas's question, the only thing now that we're talking about this that really sticks out in my mind is I have a cousin in New York and another cousin in in L.A. who back in the day I used to write. We used to just like write letters to one another. Okay. Like I would write to the one in New York. She'd write me yeah. back. I'd write one to the one in Cali and she'd write me back. So that's the only kind of big memory that I have of like receiving letters because I would send one off and be like, ooh, I wonder when I'm going to get this next letter from mm-hmm. my cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's exciting. I Oh, my God. I got sent a nude. What? In the picture. Mail? Developed picture. When? Oh, years ago. Oh. Years and years and years thought, The way you said ago. it, I thought it would like happen recently. No, no, no. It was like I was living at home. Uh-huh. Like I was living at my parents' house. Yeah. And I got a nude sent to me. From who? A girl that I had met that didn't live in the same city. Oh. We met, her, met her over like summer break at a concert or something like that down at Did like you mail her the, a nude back? No, I didn't mail her a nude. I didn't was have a Was there a letter with it? Or yeah, was it, it was just a letter. A yeah, oh. it was like, hey, thought you, whatever, whatever. And then it was just a picture of her like like nude. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And did you show like your brother? Did you show your friends? No, no, no. no I did not show. No, no, no. I did not. No, I didn't show anybody actually oh, okay. until until maybe years the later. The thing with those though is you can't really see the picture to take it over again. Like once you take it, it that's it yeah you get it developed you don't know how it's gonna yeah, look yeah there was something charming about those though when, and then like obviously got rid of film it. yeah i got rid of all that stuff that i that yeah and i got if rid you of were more you'd put it in a shoebox and like hang on to it for are oh. you kidding me i have a like a bin full of old letters no god no i don't i didn't write letters i don't think i don't know if i've ever written somebody a letter to be honest oh, with really? you and sent it in the mail? I, I've kept. I, I still have, I have letters that I got when I applied for jobs when I was a kid. Like, I have the rejection letters. When you were a kid? Like, I applied when I was, like, in my te- like teenager, like 13 yeah. or whatever, and I applied for radio jobs. I still have the rejection letters. Why because, would you keep on to that stuff? Well, because my whole dream was to, like, you know, write them now and be like, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now? <laughs> I hate my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha-ha. Joke's on you. <laughs> You could have had this. <laughs> I'm so much fun to be around. <laughs> Ask anyone. <laughs> okay, Anita says here, for the rest of your life, would you rather have a cottage slash other staycation home mm-hmm. or travel? Imagine that your finances only allow for one or the other, but not both. For example, if you choose cottage, you can't travel. Yeah, that first one. The first one, the cottage? Yeah, yeah the stay-at-home. Uh-huh. And, and Catherine would have a real problem with that, but I would choose it when she was out of the house. If, like, if I knew that the decision had to be made, I would uh-huh. make, I would, that's one decision I would make without her. Really? <laughs> yeah. Not tell her? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm choosing the travel one. Are no, you? No. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. choosing cottage, the travel thousand percent one. cottage. No, 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 no. Well, yo, then you risk it, though. Like, what if Catherine ever <sighs> Bro, finds her, out? her family lives on the other side of the country, too. I know. Like, right? what if they found out? What if she yeah. found out, right? But it, but it would just be for me, right? Not for her. Like oh so you would make the, oh no so if she wanted that. to travel she would have to travel alone oh my god dude <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't give I couldn't give up the idea of uh, like I couldn't give up having that sort of solitude and that peacefulness that I get when we do go to the to the to the cottage and I detest traveling so much. Uh-huh. That to me, it's an absolute no-brainer. Like it is, there is not even a question. I've seen enough of the world to know that I don't need to see any more of it. Really? Yeah. No, I love traveling.
traveling. I'm down for it. I, I love can't traveling. pick that. I can't pick that cottage one. But there's something cool about having a place that's always yours. Your picture frames on the wall. Your pie in the fridge. Like it's just that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's just talking about regular yeah, life. Is at home, pie bro. in the fridge a euphemism for something <laughs> that we don't know about? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but text Matthew real quick. Just, yeah, just, just say yeah. pie in the fridge. Question mark, says. question mark, question mark. So he writes back. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, you ready to talk? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leah says here, favorite topping on an English muffin. Oh, <laughs> easy, so cheese, easy. Breakfast stuff. Huh? Sausage, egg, cheese. English muffin. Boom, done. Damn worry. Cheese, a thousand percent. Although I also would do something along the lines of like ricotta and jam. Oh. Oh, that sounds gross. Ricotta and jam? Yeah, I love ricotta and jam. Cheese and jam. No. Cheese and jam. Do you like English muffins? Love English can muffins. I tell, can I just say something about English muffins yeah. right now? Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Let me get my... Let me sit down yeah, here. Grab, grab a seat for one quick sec. Uh-huh. I'm not going to take up much of your time. <laughs> okay. Okay, but the advances that Wait. we have made... Timer is on. Go. The advances that we have made, uh-huh. uh, both culinary and technologically, mm. okay, uh, have been great in our lives. We have seen so many things change to make people's lives a little bit easier and faster. Yes. How the hell have they not made an English muffin that does not take five times the amount of time to toast that it does a regular piece of bread? Does it? I've English never muffins take forever. That thing's popping up and you're slamming it back down. It's popping up again and you're slamming it back down. English muffins take forever I've to toast. I've never actually noticed. Forever. Forever. Uh, most people, do most people toast them? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I just love. cut mine and eat it as is. Really? That's, oh, that's that so tastes dry. like a sponge, mm. though. Yeah, I don't no like thanks. toasted things. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't Buns? like toasted No. Nothing. No. I don't even toast. No, not like at all. Like on a burger? You don't no. toast the so bun like, a little? That. If you were to have breakfast and you had like eggs, bacon, you wouldn't have it with toast? Like if you. Piece of bread. Really? really? Yeah. Like you're in prison. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like just odd. like a piece of white bread on the side, right? Yeah. No wow. Wow. No, I'm with you though. I like a uh, with my English muffin. It's got to have egg. It's got to have cheese and oh. some sort of a meat, whether yeah. it's bacon ham, or whatever. ham or sausage. Yeah. But that's like staple. You know what else is really good too is just straight up pea meal and mustard. On an English muffin. Oh yeah, I've never tried that. Oh my god, I love pea meal bacon. Yeah, by the do you way. ever you ever pea meal bacon sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what. Yeah, put that on English muffin with an egg round. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, no, with no, mustard? No. With mustard, yellow I mustard. Noticed or tried that Bro, before? Oh my god! I think I have pea meal bacon at home too. Down here. Where we are, we're in Toronto where we shoot the show and there's a neighborhood called the St. Lawrence Market, which has a big sort of open market, vendors mm. everywhere. You can buy all your fresh produce, all your fresh everything else. But there's a there's a spot up at the front of the St. Lawrence Market that, and I don't even know if they're still there anymore. Um, and their specialty was every single morning, there was a lineup out the door and 50 people deep because it was just- Future's pea Bakery? Meal, no, pea meal bacon sandwiches, mm-hmm. right? And I used to go there every single day and get a pea meal bacon sandwich on a bun with yellow mustard. And they would stack it like five high. Oh, like it was so hot and yeah. so thick. Yeah. And it like just fried pea meal bacon with oh. yellow mustard on a fresh bun, toasted lightly on the inside. Oh, it was the it was the here. best thing ever. It was the best thing ever. That's mm. one of my favorite sandwiches still to this day oh. is a pea meal bacon sandwich with mustard. What's the difference between an English muffin and a crumpet? Uh, huh? crump, crumpets are crumpets are sort of like um, biscuits, right? Is it not the same material? No, 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 not at all. Material? Not mm. at all. No, it's same like the same shape or whatever. Like it's same English no, muffin. No, no, hold on here. No, I could be I wrong. Thought... What is a crumpet? 
I put, I Wait. put, I put, I put my thing. Oh. I do, you know what I just, I just wrote crunked. <laughs> <laughs> like your little what John in 2004. <laughs> oh yeah. Crumpets. Crumpets are more like a, um, like uh, a scone. No, 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 That's no. That's what like, I'm thinking Like a pancake. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, for some reason, when you said crumpet in my mind, I thought of the, the shape of a scone or the look oh, of a scone. No, I know that crumpet and English muffin to me are very similar. Yeah. They sort of look it, but they're more cakey. Oh, okay. More, more cakey. English muffins more bready. Crumpets more cakey. Hmm. Pogo asks this: What are Roz and damn it, Maury's nationality other than Canadian? Of course, I know mm. the rest of the crew are Guyanese, but I've always wondered about Roz and damn it, Maury. Jewish, uh, white trash. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just you, straight you, up. You, you find that entertaining, Chef? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> uh, no. Up, like, have you ever asked or like tried to trace here is, the lineage or so here's, family here's, tree? Here's my thing. My family is not big on family. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I don't have any sort of relationship whatsoever with any of my aunts, uncles, or cousins. Okay. Right? Um, it's just the way it all worked out. Uh, I have one set of cousins. I have three cousins that on my dad's side from his sister that I think I met maybe three or four times in my life. The last time I saw them, I was maybe six. Really? Where do they live? In Canada? At the time, they lived two blocks from us. Oh, my God. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And then I don't know where they live now. I have no idea. This was in Montreal. I have no no clue. No clue. So I never knew. And my dad didn't know a whole lot about his family because my dad was born in America and he had terrible parents. Yeah. And then they moved him up here and all this stuff. So there was no, never any family talk, right? Like that never mattered in my house. It never mattered where we came from. It never mattered what our history was. We never like identified, you know, something like even when you watch World Cup right now or the Euro, you know, you have all these people who are all living in one city together but during times like that you're like go Italy or go Portugal like your background matters uh-huh. I my background never mattered I never had a background yeah right I was just like white right like that was that was it right yeah. uh and then and it's not like you can go around being like right now and be like yo go white no right <laughs> yeah right yeah you know you gotta you gotta niche it down a little bit right <laughs> Switzerland why don't yeah. I just be Swiss Um, But no, and then so Catherine did one of those like genealogy things where Uh they trace your origins. And somebody had said years ago in my life that the only thing that they knew that we had for certain was um, Italian. They didn't know how much Italian. Ah, buongiorno. Thank you. But they didn't know know how much Italian, um, but they knew that it was somewhere in there. Yeah. And then so Catherine does one of these genealogy things, and then I decided to do one too, just to find out where that background is, right? To sort of confirm that my brother and I do have a little Italian in us. Uh-huh. And then so I do it, and there's zero Italian. Oh. Like the whole thing that I thought maybe we had my whole life, thank God I didn't say it out loud, was a complete lie or a mistake. And I looked at it, and I think that I am vast majority English. Oh, okay. Like European English and maybe a little bit... Of one of those other sort of European places, right? Sure. So white. Okay. <laughs> Straight right? up white. Yeah. Like I'm <laughs> like I'm the most white uh-huh. that you can like really possibly find. Like I don't identify as anything. Like I have no ties to any sort of culture or anything. None. Zero. Damn worry. Jewish. That's it. Jewish from Well, I my dad's parents are from Poland. Yeah. My mom's parents are 
I have absolutely no idea. Where, where do you think, though? Have you heard anything? My grandmother, they were all born in Brantford, Ontario. Okay, so Poland and Brantford. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. So By the Dairy Queen. Yeah, yeah. Maury, also white. <laughs> right? Poland by yeah. way of the Dairy Queen yeah, in Brantford. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> wow, you guys really are white. Yeah, yeah. It's like pierogies and mash on this side of the room. <laughs> With a side of lemon meringue yeah, pie. exactly. <laughs> Yo, uh, hit us up on Instagram every week. We'll post a picture that reads Ask Roz Mocha. This is where we get the, uh, the questions from. They come directly from you, and we'll, of course, have one of you join us to ask your question to us when we kick it all off much like we did with uh, stacy today this has been the Roz and mocha show podcast thanks for listening to the Roz and mocha show podcast catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on kiss 92.5 kiss 92.5.com or download the kiss 92.5 app